maybe he'll give you a break on the deal. But I don't think that like as men or even car guys that we try crying to get out of a bad situation, like a speeding ticket. Well, when's the last time you try to cry <laughs> to get out of a speeding ticket? Where did you get this article? Is this like through Cosmopolitan or something? What's seventeen? No, magazine? it was it was like it's this thing that I subscribe to, and it's like um, yeah. ways of for survival. And it was just like, okay. and it was like try being emotional at times that you're under stress, and it it, it may lead to a positive outcome. So I, it I, was it was like, but I started kind of taking it more of like uh more of like what if you just cry at everything like just get rid of like <laughs> like, like you're at like o'reilly's and like it's a 67 dollar part and you're just like i don't want a piece we've got a friends and family discount i'll give you a six percent just but try it i mean just try it i mean why not yeah. well i was thinking okay so you mentioned parking tickets and i was starting to think to myself have i ever gotten emotional in front of a cop, especially when I was younger, like when you get your first ticket, you, when you're pulled over for the first time. Oh, you're going to cry. Dude, you're sh- yeah. not like that, but I was sh- like, I was trying not to hide the shakes. I had the shakes because I was you know, 17 or something like that. I didn't you know any the, better. You were on the, and it you, was, were riding, you were 17 riding the white horse and you got the shakes. So, <laughs> no. um, but, so yeah. yeah. Well, what for me, I definitely, uh, whenever, I'll tell you this, whenever someone pulls me over, typically, I, and I've had cops tell this to me. You guys go, well, listen, um, obviously you did X, whatever you're doing, most likely was speeding or something. And he goes, yeah. but I can tell that you are uh, contrite. That's the first time I heard the word contrite. Contrite. Yes, which is remorseful. Just and, you're like and, that. No, I don't smell. I don't smell contrite. What do you call <laughs> I me? Don't smell, the... I, don't, I don't feel contrite. <laughs> but that's a, actually I had to look it up. The cop called me contrite. And I was like, what would you just call me? And then I looked <laughs> it up. And I was like, oh, he means remorseful, yeah, like like up. as uh, if you learned your lesson. And when he uh, said that, he goes, I'm just going to give you a warning after that. So, uh, And I'm know, not faking it. but I'm yeah. going to say this also, and it also had a second part to that article, and it said, a compliment at the beginning of a potentially bad conversation can get you out of a jam more times than you think. So you'd be like, I, hello, officer. I really love your I, mustache today. Hey, hey handsome. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, handsome. So yeah, you know what? That's it. And I'm I and it was like little things of of how you know how to come at, potentially lean towards a, a positive outcome. In situation. That's a cool anyway, article, man. I'm glad you brought it up. But, yeah. but uh, by the way, your eyes look beautiful today. Oh, <laughs> shut up! Shut, shut up! up. Might, might might I say that that hat stitching looks rather nice, sir? It's just like. <laughs> Well, welcome everybody to another episode of the Nissan Nerd Podcast. Obviously, we're just shooting the breeze like we always do before we get started here. Um, uh, we are on episode number 649. That's not right. Uh, episode <laughs> 62. 62s. Uh, good job. All right. So episode number 62. Uh, uh, let's go ahead and get this party started. Uh, Mike, tell them what we're doing in this episode of the Nissan Nerd Podcast. Very cool. All right, guys. Again, thanks for being here on the Nissan Nerd Podcast. On this episode, we learned that Nissan is investing $250 million into its Tennessee plant for the production of EV motors. Also, uh, we discovered that Nissan will be debuting an all-new EV sports car concept this upcoming week. Uh, That's hot off the press, so we're going to be talking about that. 
And then later on, we're going to be chatting with the organizers of the Nissan Challenge Race Series, uh, Edgar Freeman and John Capati, regarding their racing series in Southern California. And you really need to know about this, guys. So stick with us. This is the Nissan Nerd Podcast. Let's do it. Caught me sneak sneaking a little uh, cough syrup. You doing that before the before the con by man? How dare you! I did. I did. My apologies. Yeah, had to get a little taste in to wet the whistle. Woo-hoo. Anyway, but um, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, again, uh, thanks to everybody for joining us as usual and coming on with us. Um, you know, Mike, I feel like you and I've been hanging out a little more often. Uh, than what we normally do. Um, I know as of recently, um, we've been kind of messing around with a couple things here and there and getting a lot of car work done together and uh, and hanging out just in general. I, I think yes. the other night we went to go see Louis C.K. And then um, <laughs> uh, who was actually passing through San Antonio. So I figured, you know, me and Mike went out and just uh, jumped on some scooters downtown and got in trouble. And uh, that was on a personal note. We had some fun with that. And uh, yeah, and uh, and we were working on your car here recently. And we, I'll That's... give you a minute to talk about that. But I guess um, also we've been just kind of hanging out as of late. Um, and most recently, I guess you mm-hmm. uh, took me to Lucy K for my birthday. So I I did. I did. I hope you enjoyed it, uh, by the way. Yeah, you told me, and you, it was good. I don't know, uh, you know, again, like you said, we uh, we went downtown, ran on some birds, uh, went and saw the show, and uh, for anybody who's a fan of that particular comedian, uh, all new jokes, had a good time. Uh, <laughs> I know I did. I, I You said you had a good time, right? So Yeah, I, mean, I had a, actually we, a great yeah. time. Um, you know, uh, everything, now this is pre-birthday, right? So I'm like, all yes. right, cool. And then all of a sudden, like, my birthday is yesterday, so... Mm-hmm. You know, everything's moving in the right direction, and I get a late envelope in the mail, and it's just, <laughs> and it happens to be jury summons. And I'm like, bro, how are you going to hit somebody with a yeah. jury summons on their birthday? I mean, there's not, I mean, come on. It's uh, like. So, did you get the letter on your birthday, or yeah. was the jury for, on your, was the jury like a meeting where I you got had to drive the day down? before, and then uh-huh. I. I the day before my birthday, which was uh, the 24th, and then the next okay. day it's due. What? So legally, One... you know, I shouldn't even be here right now. I should be. There's probably <laughs> popos all surrounding my house. They... That's it. They're about to take me down. So if it does happen, I just want to let you know. In advance. In advance. Oh. Um, it's because I, uh, I'm i doing uh, the jury duty dirty. Yeah, that's what it is. Wow. So... Well, I mean – if, to give you such late notice or whatever happened with the mailing system, obviously it, it's a uh, you gotta give you, they gotta give you they more care, notice Mike. than that, man. That's it. That's it. They don't care. They, that's it. I'm going down. I'm doing ten to twenty. That's it that's <laughs> for it. for dodging a ditch. I, I still think you need to address it uh, at some point. At, but uh, yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah. It uh, says, uh, ten to twenty or a hundred dollar fine. So it's either a hundred dollar <laughs> fine or I'm doing ten years to twenty years. Ten years, twenty years. Hard time. That's it. Or, or just yeah. uh, you know, a hundred bucks. Yeah. Or a hundred bucks. <laughs> I mean, whichever. If you don't got a hundred bucks, that's a 
that's a pretty sad out anyway that's, um that's a... <laughs> so that was uh it was funny it was just like who the hell's gonna go to jury duty on their birthday i mean come on so I think, i'll uh, yeah. i'll figure it out hopefully i won't be behind bars next time uh we have you on the podcast if so i'll let you know what prisons that'd be a good episode keep in touch guys yeah so next episode. Uh, now speaking of uh you know us spending time together now recently uh we we worked a lot on your uh, right hand drive z32 that you recently uh, acquired last yeah. year yeah but yeah we sh- we sure did. So, Miles, I know we've been talking about this because uh, this particular Z that we're, you know, my Z here, we've got a lot of plans for it for this summer, uh, heading out to the West Coast, uh, and it's cruising, going out to ZCon. Well, you know, as I've mentioned many times in the past, we got to replace this motor. We had to have a spun uh, rod bearing, yeah. and so uh, finally to took the time. Uh, what two, a week and a half ago to go ahead and pull that engine out, and of course, Miles, I'll share my screen on this. Uh, I showed it on the. Uh, yeah, we got that Instagram good compression. We found you a good compression uh, engine, and we ran all the uh, the leak downs, and it actually came out pretty good. So, this is just you. For all you guys out there that think we just run a podcast, believe it or not, we're, we're if we're not doing this, we're usually cutting knuckles on something, and usually it's Z32 yeah. because of the cramped <laughs> compartment, or a Datsun 620, or or whatever we're messing with, or anything VQ usually. So. Absolutely, man. So uh, we. Uh, Honestly, it was rather seamless. I know I had done some work the night before uh, preparing for the engine pool, but by the time you came over and then our good friend Kenny came over to help us out with the engine mm-hmm. pool, yep. um, I would say, what, what? how long would you say? How much time? What, four hours? I mean, that was us taking our time. Yeah, we took our sweet time. I mean, I, I usually knock out a pool in like three, three and a half hours for a Z32. Okay. We got it down to a science at this point, but I mean, we really took our time, bagged, labeled everything. You know, um, and uh, there we are, just about to pull that sucker out. So we pull it with the trans. Some people don't. I mean, I, I, I feel like we have it down to a science already with pulling it as a complete. So, uh, well, I think so too. But I also what I think ha- what what really helped make our engine pull feel so seamless is because. Well, it wasn't the first time. We only pulled it out two years ago. <laughs> the first time when we were refreshing the motor, uh, it was know. great. And then, sure enough, again. I don't even... uh, I got to learn to uh, not. Uh, I don't know how many pools we both here. have under our belts, but it's a lot. So I tried counting this, this last week. I'll be honest with you. Uh, it's it's at 10 to 12 minimum. For you? Uh, for, Z, for Z32. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. I was doing the count. Yeah. Five of them were my those own. Those are rookie numbers. You got to pump those up. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And of so course, people we get the... that reference. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Got to up those numbers, rookie. Yeah, exactly. Got to up those numbers. Those are rookie numbers. We anyway. did the uh, obligatory picture inside the engine bay. You Every time do we do one. an engine pull, uh, we've always done a, a an engine Something. bay picture. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, no, and and then we power washed it, and I'll eventually I'll get around to putting laying some paint on it, and uh, we'll go from there. It's so. not just a simple engine swap. We're painting the engine bay. Uh, We're doing a lot of other uh, things. Yeah. Yes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna make you prep everything, and then I'll come by and have the glorious job of just running over my. My beautiful uh, uh, paint guns, and then we'll uh, we'll lay it down. Uh, look pretty in, good. In other words, business as usual. <laughs> <laughs> business as usual. Yeah, it's true. Um, again, uh, thanks to everybody for being on with us here tonight. Uh, anything you would like to comment uh, about through the show, please write in our comment sections. Uh, we'll share some of our comments throughout the show, some of your comments <laughs> throughout the show. Um, and uh, let's, uh, I did want to give a little, um, 
I guess uh, shout out to everybody on with us here tonight. Quite a bit, actually. Kudos we do. Thanks for the interaction. We're, we're looking um, really good. Chris really Potter, uh, JS, Brian Vela, um, Haley on with us tonight again. We got to get you on the show one of these nights, Haley. Mr. John Hood, the legend himself, uh, Up yeah. Rev King on with us tonight. Charles Parks, Mr. Power Tricks International. On with us there tonight. Um, all right. And then uh, JLE's on with us tonight. Kelsey. Jeez, that's a lot. Tony. Marianne. There he is. Our, I'm here job. for the pants party. Him party pants. Yeah. Congratulations <laughs> on the new baby, Tony, by the way. I've seen your posts. So keep him going. Tell the wife we said hi to as well. So not in a weird way, but just tell her we said hi. We love you guys. <laughs> Hope you guys are doing great as a family. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's move right along. Um, I did want to give uh, a shout out. Do you want to do the uh, comp buy? Let's do it. Uh, guys, of course, per tradition with every episode, we want to give out a comp buy. Uh, this is our time to uh, salute those in the Nissan family whom we wish good health, all of you guys. And of course, for those that we may have lost along the way, let us be reminded of them always. Let's say comp buy, guys. Meow. Join us. Meow. <laughs> mm. Mm. Ooh. Phil made it. Good job. By the Phil. way, I should say again, happy birthday, Miles. This is a comp buy for you as well. Oh, and uh, happy birthday, everybody else who's got a birthday in January. You poor, cold bastards. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, yeah, thanks to everybody for all the happy birthday wishes. I really appreciate it. But again, happy birthday to all those as well who also have a birthday in January. So, cool, man. Um, let's well. move right along. So, you know, um, Nissan News. Um, this is where we would like to share the latest articles uh, from the interwebs regarding uh, Nissan Dots and Infinity, um, both from the official newsrooms and from the media outlets uh, at large, too, as well. Um, now, as of late, um, we're, we're going to be doing a little light amount of news tonight. But the reason why we'll be doing a lot of uh, light news is because, quite honestly, we've got a huge interview uh, that we'll be doing towards the end here today. and want to make sure that uh, those folks have an opportunity to kind of tell us everything about what they've got going on in their world. So we're going to make that pretty quick tonight just to set a precedent. Now, um, Nissan is, uh, is set to invest $250 million in the U.S. plant um, that makes Leaf E-Motors. Now, this is a new article that's come out, and I'm going to read this to you, but I am going to uh, do a little backpedal here in just a moment. Now, for those that don't know, uh, Nissan Motor Company uh, CEO Makoto Uchida um, has announced a $250 million investment in the company's U.S. powertrain plant in Deckard, Tennessee, not Deckard, uh, Deckard, Tennessee, to support the electrification uh, to the lineup. Now, for those that don't remember what was happening with the, uh, the Deckard plant, I don't know, what has it been? Probably about uh, six months to a year. Um, there was potentially going to be a lot of layoffs at the time. Um, and that was because um, Nissan was producing a uh, Mercedes uh, engine for some time. And the contract had ended. So they were potentially going to be looking at some layoffs. Nissan found an opportunity to um, not have to pursue those, uh, those layoffs um, and uh, went ahead and uh, started looking into retooling and then, of course, developing uh, that plant for this opportunity for uh, producing the electrification uh, engines, just to, just to do a little backpedal. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, the Deckard investment boosts uh, Nissan's new commitments to U.S. Electri uh, electrification to $750 million after last year's announcement of a $500 million investment to retool its Canton, Mississippi, 
uh, assembly plants uh, to build two all-electric sedans. So again, I mean, this looks like it's going to be the future. Yeah. So, Nice. I, oh, go ahead. Oh no, uh, I think you're making a great point. The Deckard plant, from what best I've known, has been a a power plant uh, engine building facility. Uh, moving into e-motor uh, engine building, and then also how you mentioned the uh, EV build uh, of mm -hmm. two sedans in Mississippi. Yeah, now uh, Nissan uh, currently makes about 1.4 million internal combustion engines a year uh, at its Tennessee facility, as well as electric motors uh, for the Leaf uh, currently. Um, now, that's usually most of that's going to be going through Smyrna. Um, now it is responsible. It is reasonable to assume uh, the new $250 million investment will expand e-motor output in the Deckard plant. Now uh, there is something here that I did want to read verbatim. The Nissan boss uh, acknowledged that the global market for EVs is expanding faster than the company expected. Uh, in November of 2021, the Nissan forecast that half of its global sales will be electrified by the fiscal year ending in March 31st of 2031, with some 40% of its U.S. volume to come from EVs. Now, um, I mean, that's a lot. It, it's it's kind of yeah. crazy. Well, that's um, a, the, quite a forecast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're just kind of seeing that being the future. I mean, there is it is distant future, but again, it, it is foreseeable. Uh, you know, with all manufacturers at this point, where you see um, companies like Mercedes have just stopped um, combustion engine development also whatsoever. There's no more value. Uh, um, funds that are being put into the it's, development for new combustion engines in some uh, manufacturers in some because i have seen it's been a mixed bag uh for example there was a i think chevrolet has not only have they devoted like in the recent news articles like 35 million into ev meanwhile they invested 800 million into uh internal combustion which is kind of crazy to think about too but well granted, you, you know also yeah. that there's still a there's still a huge market for, um, you know, the engines themselves, not necessarily them going into vehicles, but there is still a purchasable um, um, crate product motor. that that is a crate motor, if you will, that's for sale. I feel like these Nissan Leafs and you could see behind me um, this. Um, these are just like swaps that are now being done where people are taking the Leaf motors, um, you know, redoing these battery packs and then yes. basically just putting the engine back out. And it is a ridiculously popular um, power plant swap um, it nowadays. Is. So it's we, we, uh, the fact that there's more leaf engines that are out there and they're really cost effective. I've been pricing them on LKQ and other markets yes. and insurance. I mean, it's just as place. It, it's the cost is actually a lot more cost effective than say like hunting for SR twenties or hunting for some of the sixes. It's, it's, it's getting to that point where it's just like, it, wow, this is potentially going to be, um, uh, a cost-effective swap. You bring up a good point, though, too, because as you said, yeah, the Leaf has been out for over 10 years, and so to get one added an insurance salvage, maybe it's something that was, uh, where the powertrain's still salvageable, but maybe not the chassis, you can get a very affordable uh, swap, and you kind of have to, I wouldn't say redefine, but you're kind of doing a swap for different reasons. At least for guys like us, we do an engine swap because we want more power, uh, something of that nature. But when we look yeah. at an EV swap, it's kind of coming from this new wave of practicality or uh, innovation. People love to retrofit things, so this is a great way to retrofit. If you remember, we saw a really cool build at SEMA, I believe it was, of that uh, uh, Sunny pickup 
with an EV motor. I think that's where, is that where that picture is coming from? No, this was actually from um, a a different platform that they utilize. But what you're talking about is uh, this guy behind me. So, yes. Yeah. That one, that one, that was a leaf powered. Mm -hmm. And by the way, uh, stock, you know, power levels uh, from the leaf that are in that truck which, by the way, were twice the horsepower and three times the torque. So I know it's crazy. You get more. It power. flies. From what it I'm, flies. what I've been told, it flies. So I mean, it is what it is. A <laughs> um, few last things I w- wanted to comment here. Uh, Uchida uh, went on to say that um, he's added that more investment is to come in the U.S. under Nissan's previous announced plan to spend. 15.5 15.58 billion with a b on electrification oh, worldwide from now through 2026 the car maker is expected to announce a revised us electrification target on march 21st 2024 which makes sense because nissan's budget is usually around march and april when it knows what it's going to do uh, the executive said that nissan's us plan will center around pure evs rather than any e-power hybrid offsets which aren't as well suited for the high speed long distance driving conditions in the United States. So wow. So we ain't messing with no with no uh no suckers. We're trying to make the good stuff. So yeah. <laughs> I mean that's it. That's but that's awesome man. Uh well I mean hey again it is a sign of the times but uh again we're not we're not holding I mean we're we are still holdouts for uh internal combustion engines by the way we've got some really good comments online uh of course john hood was one that does say uh it's okay i've only dedicated my entire life to internal combustion <laughs> engines <laughs> he goes what am i gonna do now i'm 40 and all i know is internal combustion engines it's like you gotta adapt bro adapt let me see here phil uh, said sad but true yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. let me see here and uh, Jamie is asking about the super matchy match shirts. Yeah, for our uh, yeah, for our guests that we'll be on, having on here in just a little bit. But thank you for noticing. And uh, yes, we will. Uh, we we wear a lot of matching things that I don't want to talk about on the show on live TV on live uh, podcast. So we'll move on now. Yes, Mike, you actually yes. wanted to talk a little bit about uh, EVs as well. Now <sighs> Nissan has an announcement that we just got uh, a little while ago, like hours ago, right? This is yes. This this article that I want to share with you guys is literally uh, less than twenty four hours old. And by the way, I should say this: this is not an EV podcast. This is indeed a Nissan podcast. Uh, it seems like, of course, the news that we see lately is obviously E related. Yeah. But you know what? We need to balance it out. Maybe if uh, if we can, but we're just trying to be as unbiased. How about you just pump through this article and we'll just we'll suck it up, and that's the way it is. But normally, we're pretty combustion and racing and all motor around here but i'll tell you what today it's just we've got a lot of ev news which is what's coming down the pipeline so suck it up buttercups we'll try to run through it pretty fast so go ahead nice 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 all right uh well let's go ahead and get into this article here guys i'm going to share my screen for those that are watching with us uh nissan is to show its what they call max out ev sports car concept uh later uh, in uh, next week Uh, This article comes from Inside EVs. It also includes a link, which we'll include in our show notes, an accommodating live stream link through the Nissan channel for the reveal, which will happen, uh, again, uh, middle of next week. So uh, what they're saying here, uh, for those who don't recall, is that uh, last year, 
Nissan had a EV concept purely as a digital rendering, which they debuted or shared with the world, right? Now they're saying here is that that digital rendering is now in the flesh, in the metal. It's a physical concept, and this is what they're going to want to debut uh, happening this upcoming Wednesday, February 1st at 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, it's quite something to look at, honestly. Uh, this is going to be an electric roadster, uh, uh, let's say here, powered by Nissan's advanced E-Force dual motor setup. Essentially, it's all-wheel drive, uh, kind of a, a fig configuration. Uh, it's making 304 horsepower and 501 pound-feet of torque. Uh, it says here that, um, I've got pictures, actually. Um, now, I'm. do you remember... Us sharing this, Miles, uh, if you recall, uh, I want to get yeah. I remember us kind this. of glossing over it, but yeah, I, I mean, the the buzz is right now that Nissan's going to try to put something sports related out in an EV. So, um, all right, so give me the give me the meat and potatoes. Come on, give me the okay. veggies. You've already given me the veggies. <laughs> give me the meat and potatoes. Come on. All right. So for what they're saying or what they're advertising so far regarding this concept that, that we'll see here, it is a two-seater Roadster. Uh, again, uh, an all-wheel drive EV uh, configuration. And they're saying here that the, ra- the, the chassis construction is a reported race car-like ultra lightweight framework. Uh, I, I got to say, though, personally, I mean, I'm not being uh You said uh, car-like? Cynical. Come on. Race car-like. I, and, and, race and I'm not car-like. trying to be cynical with you, yeah. but... I, when they always... Okay, so the reason why I say that is because when they someone says uh, uh, ultra-light construction, race car-like, it, most concepts are. But when you actually get to the production version, it's not always... It's all cardboard and fiberglass situation. until it's real... It's Titanium real and carbon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's going to come back... Uh, but yeah, I mean, we shouldn't. Yeah. It, but again, um, so so when is this release supposed to happen? Well, uh, again, this this upcoming uh, Wednesday uh, at 8 p.m. Uh, this this uh, live stream debut through uh, through Facebook, and I believe it's going to be debuted, you know, in person um, at the uh, I would imagine the Nissan Japan headquarters, uh, something like that as as a debut, uh, similar to what Nissan's been doing in the past. Of course, they have an exhibit somewhere typically in Japan. And then meanwhile, the YouTube channel is, uh, uh, streaming live to, to the world. Okay. Um, uh, two seater roaster. I want to kind of, I was, I was looking at this thing and I was trying to just get a feeling from, is it from it? What is it? You know, again, what does it look like to me? To me, this looks like an EV S 2000. You know what this reminds me of? And I don't know, people might remember this movie and I'm going to date myself. There was a movie with Charlie Sheen called the Wraith. And if you look Ooh. at the back tail of it, I mean, it, it's missing the wing and Dodge put that vehicle out, but it kind of reminds me of that. It, it's obviously the roof's chopped off this sucker, but I don't know. It kind of reminds me of that. If you put a top on it, like, and blacked it all and murdered it out all black, but <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. Of course that vehicle is a little more straight, but I'm just saying some of the front end of it, but it kind of has that challenger esque concept from a, like a Dodge. You eh, might say that, 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 that wide, maybe. I short, see where you're wide going with nose. That. So what I thought was, is that Nissan never made, sorry, Nissan did not make a two door, uh, 
uh, two-seater roadster, you know, again, reminded me of like an S2000 phase. Like if, I think if Nissan made an S2000 uh, within the last 20 years, this might be some uh, a variation, obviously. And this might as be long, Nissan's chance. As long as they design it as a convertible from the beginning, then you won't have structural <laughs> integrity issues. Like, you know, you build an S2000, that's the beauty of that car. That vehicle was built initially as a convertible. As a convertible. When you take a car and you chop off the roof – you're just adding two or 300 pounds to this vehicle just to get some kind of rigidity back into it because you just have that deflection. It's crazy. I have these old like VHS tapes. It talks about like the 300ZX and a 240SX and how like after they chopped off the roofs, they showed the deflection in the chassis. And it was like, it was nuts. Again, anyway. Coming as a convertible first. Yeah, it, it wasn't an Come as a convertible first. Don't do it as an afterthought. And you got me. You got me interested so yeah it's pretty yeah. cool um did, go ahead yeah well, i did want to share one more uh, important detail that was mentioned in this article uh it was said here that M nissan may wait although we're seeing this concept now uh, nissan may wait to produce this concept uh until its solid state batteries become viable and yeah. based on our previous articles that we've covered solid state batteries from nissan won't enter production any earlier than 2028 so we're about five oh, wow. years out oh, yeah man, I, thought it was like, I thought it was like three years out man you, yeah damn wishful thinking yeah yeah well they're, they're, they're working on um let's say the r d phase not only for the battery but for the production of the battery there's well, a lot of r d the world we live in right that. now with uh, everybody all all ev manufacturers from the top down are all feeling the bite on that yep. so um and let's let's take some notes i, I did want to kind of say something that um <laughs> so haley said uh, me watching IMSA all week, waiting on Nismo to feature a race car one day. Mm. Maybe soon. Man. Um, John Hood said, not as pretty as the convertible Murano. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think it's uh, sarcasm, or uh, obviously that's funny, because if you see a convertible Murano or the Cabriolet Murano, uh, it's... <laughs> It's it's hideous, man. It, it's going to be one of those hipster cars in twenty years, if not if it isn't already, because of how it's rare. A Briolet. It's right. it's not, so. it's not sold. In, it's rare because nobody bought them. That's the thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bird said NMCC for the win. Uh, okay, all right. Uh, Sean reminds me of those wood shoes they sell in the Netherlands. Oof. Rough. The clogs? Or no, I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, that's what I think they're called. Let me see here. And John again. Someone said they thought the new RZ34 um, has that giant dinner plate gas door because Nissan might have considered an EV drivetrain. That is false. Um, I think it's because it was on the original um, uh, train of the uh, of the 370, and then they had to re uh, alternate that quarter. I don't know. That's my thought. But we'll fight about it one day when I see you, John, and we'll talk about it more. So, um, and it would make sense for a charging port. I kind of think that too, but I don't think they're ahead on the Zs just yet. I think they're. I I remember. I feel like this new Z is going to come out, version one, version two, and then after that, I think you might be um, in the talking talking that game a little bit later. That might be right. Yeah, so. from what you were talking about, that the location and size of the uh, the new Z uh, gas. Uh, cap cover. I remember hearing about that saying about the original. They had to match. The designers had to meet the same geometry of Correct. the, of or the, the quarter or the quarter neck and everything without with changing the, the new inner, exterior. Without changing the inner quarter sheet metal, it actually. Yeah. That's how it and it that's the way I said because I looked though. up. Yeah. I looked up when I when we saw it finally. 
Um, let me yes. see here. Uh, John, last one. He said, I also heard it was necessary because of the fender bulge. Well, sometimes you have to shift around things for a good bulge, but it is. <laughs> so um, anything else that you need to kind of comment on this one? Um, the last thing I had here regarding the solid state battery, though, uh, like I said, uh, production of that solid state battery wouldn't be any earlier than 2028, according to reports. Uh, we, we've covered the solid state battery, by the way, and uh, relating to the sports car. So when I think of solid state battery and sports car, I think this, this battery better have some benefits, much less, you know, I'm thinking lighter weight because we all know that EV batteries are just super heavy. Um, from what we've reported in the past, though, solid-state batteries uh, work, uh, they say in this article, in theory, because they charge more quickly, they hold more power, they last longer than lithium-ion batteries, and then the batteries are actually uh, become, are actually more affordable to manufacture, though. But I did not see any specification or detail saying that they were lighter. So um, I, I almost feel like the... When Nissan says they need an ultralight chassis, it's because they're trying to to take uh, compensate or balance out the weight of that battery is absolutely all manufacturers have been doing it. it's not just nissan they all manufacturers have been doing that forever that's where all your gas economy ford aluminum aluminum ford f-150s where do you think your gas economy came from the fact that you changed the aluminum and then all of a sudden you get a an impact in this thing and it opens up like a can opener and you're just like where the hell did all the structural rigidity go in this vehicle because you switch panels to tin cans that's the way it goes <laughs> moving along um so that's going to complete our news aspect here and we're going to uh, dive a little bit into motorsports um Ooh. now motorsports is a segment where we look into nissan's current racing portfolio entries and really how they're doing overall now um obviously the big budget uh with nissan right now and the series that's going on right now is actually Formula E. Uh, Mike, you always cover Formula E. Uh, tell us what's going on in that world right now. Well, a lot of good news uh, that I want to share with you. Uh, or so I should say exciting news uh, happening with uh, the Nissan team and uh, the start of the 23 season, 2023 season of Formula E. But before I do that, I got I to share with you guys a... Um, Let's just call it a curveball. Uh, it, it might be a little rough to explain, but for the sake of giving you guys the news, I think it's important to, to share this. Uh, this is regarding into Formula E. Now, in the past, we talked about Formula E and the changes that they've made uh, to the series, uh, the format of the series, which, honestly, a lot of the changes they've made in here in the last year, I've applauded because it makes Formula E more of a traditional for race format. Um, you know, we talk about pitch strategies, um, uh, racing on number of laps instead of number of minutes. You know, it, it's I, I, I use Formula One as a benchmark just for my reference, you know. So in my opinion, the Formula E was becoming more common to me uh, because it was kind of getting closer to mirroring what Formula One is. However, with this one recent change that Formula E has made with its qualifying sessions, it totally uh, reverses that. So just when we thought things were getting better, you know, generally overall they still are. But uh, this this quali the the new qualifying stage for Formula E is uh, it's new and it's confusing. But uh, I'm going to try my best to explain it to you guys as quickly as possible. Uh, what they're saying here, though, is that the qualifying stage of Formula E is uh, changing. It is a two-stage. Uh, formats, uh, the qualifying. Uh, the first format, and I'm going to run this, this video in the background. This might actually help 
uh, help you guys as help well. Help confuse you guys. That's fine. Yeah, help confuse you guys. <laughs> Again, dry, uh, in the first half of qualifying, drivers are split into two groups. Uh, those two groups are sorted by the driver's ranking in the points championship. Uh, the odd ranking numbers are in group A, and then the even ranking drivers uh, are in group B. For this first half of the qualifying session, the drivers are given about 400 horses uh, powered to the wheels, and they go out and have a what you consider a traditional qualifying session. Uh, from that traditional qualifying session, uh, from each group, Formula E uh, stewards and judges, uh, they pick the top four from each group. And it's at that point that you get into the second stage. This is the newer part of this qualifying is they set up what's called duels, where <laughs> it then becomes a top eight tournament, uh, bracket tournaments uh, in this case. So, um, uh, oh, so the- you, ha- you have drivers going heads up against each other, like one-on-ones. Like... Um- I don't know, shit like X Games, like when they're running it like that. Is that what's going yes. down here? Well, and it's I, I see what they're trying to do. They're, I mean, it does bring a new level of a rivalry, uh, of, of rivalry, uh, entertainment for those who are watching. It, it kind of, in my opinion, just trying to pro- stage these duels actually makes qualifying last longer because, uh, at least you yeah, know, using F one as a that. basis, qualifying well, is typically about a one hour. Um, Chris Guzman Perfect. actually chimed in and he goes, yeah, it sounds like a drift event. I was like, honestly, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's how it's at. like, it sounds like that. Oh, well, I wouldn't say rally stage cause that's not right. But yeah, I would say he's probably uh, hitting it head on the, uh, the nail on the head. Yeah. So, so uh, again, uh, getting into what they call the duels, uh, it is that bracket uh, tournaments. Um, you have your quarterfinals, your semifinals, and then the top two go into the final and, uh, the uh, the winner who gets P one essentially gets three championship points to add to uh, to their ranking. Uh, there was no mention of points for second or third. Uh, it's mainly from what I can tell here through this through this uh, through this article here though. It was uh, just um, yeah uh, just first place that gets the points. So if yeah. I can't if I haven't confused you enough, uh, let's go ahead and get into round one. Uh, and Nissan's performance uh, into round one of Formula E. Okay. All right. So come on, give it me started in Mexico City. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, the round one of the 2023 season was in Mexico City. Uh, we have Nissan's two new uh, dr- uh, drivers. Yeah, uh, Sasha Fenestras and Norman Nato. Um, in the qualifying phase, uh, Sasha qualified fourth. It got him into the duels, and he ended up qualifying uh, eighth. Uh, he lost out in the uh, quarterfinals. Ultimately, puts him as P6, starting the race in uh, – I'm sorry, uh, quali- he qualified in eighth. And then for the race, he uh, finished in 15th. Overall, didn't bring any any points. Normanato uh, did not make it into duels, so he started in 20th position and unfortunately had a forced incident on the first lap, had to retire, uh, no points for Nissan as a constructor here in the uh, the first round well, uh, crap. of Formula E. All I know, right. I know, exactly, exactly. Uh, now, by the way, though, I should say this, uh, the next races, next rounds, round two and round three, are coming up this upcoming weekend. Uh, Nissan will be in Diria, South, <laughs> South uh, Saudi Arabia, uh, 
this January 27th and 28th. Uh, it's going to be a night race. And uh, it is it is pretty fun to watch, honestly. Uh, if you are the best way for you guys to watch it in the U.S. is through Directv. So if you have Directv, uh, check your listings and 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 find out the best time to watch this thing. Otherwise, you're going to go to YouTube and uh, and uh, watch the recaps. Uh, honestly, uh, it's still kind of hard to 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 watch Formula E. Uh, it's it's not as convenient or easy to watch uh, to access, I should say. Yeah, it is what it is. So, well. Um, that sounds like fun. So, um, yeah, let's talk a little bit about Super GD. Speaking of uh, pain in the bet way to watch something, let's talk about Super GT. Now, uh, Super GT has signed a contract with uh, with a limited supplier, so now you have to really kind of buy their subscription. Um, mm. We wait until the day afterwards, and we give you all the information. We give you the uh, the quick version of as uh, as this is going to go down here in 2023 but let's talk about um the dates that are upcoming now um the super gt will feature both nissan z's and the gtrs from the lineup from what we are being told um usually every year around march uh, we'll see one maybe even two on uh, what we call official test scheduled days um that is also going to be happening this year um your uh, your two days will be at the featured tracks of Okayama International and Fuji Speedway. So those two tracks will have two test days um, right before the season kicks off for 2023. And then we will be going uh, right into April. So April 15th and April 16th is round one of 2023 Super GT. And that will be at Okayama. We will obviously keep you updated. We got some time before then, and we're going to keep you updated with everything that's happening with that, any drama, um, everything that happened from the testing days. Um, but so far, you know, Nissan had a really stellar year last year, um, considering everything. Um, again, I hope the Calsonic team comes through and kicks butt as per usual. Um, we'll see what happens uh, as things kind of unfold and we kind of go into the uh, um, the 2023 season. I'm super excited, but we'll see how it goes. So, see, mine was short and sweet. Yeah, <laughs> yours was well, you're lucky. talking about because, dance battles. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> dance. Well, because you don't have any action going on, you have to wait three months from now to get the first round. I'm over here trying to get uh, you know. Recap. I feel uh, like you're just you're ungrateful. That's what it is. Well, you're just let, you're not grateful. Actually, I, I will admit, I'm actually a little jealous right now because you mentioned that Super GT has a subscription service to watch it now. You said no, that in the they, beginning. they no. sold the rights to uh, to a company, um, something motorsports. I, you know, it's okay. not coming to me offhand, but you can literally watch it live now. It used to be on YouTube yes. where you could fully watch it on YouTube. No mas, it uh, it is now cut. They'll give you the recap after 24 hours for free on YouTube, but mm -hmm. you got to wait a full 24 hours. So the, watching it on Saturday and Sunday, you might have just wait till Sunday or Monday to watch it. So. What still, I still think that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty nice, honestly. The fact that you can just do a subscription service. Meanwhile, for me, in watching Formula E, I, I'm not going to get Direct TV. I mean, it's not an online. Well, I don't think I can get it online uh, well, without having some cable sort of package. For, 
You've been still in cable for 15 years, so why would you get DirecTV now? I told you that in confidence. You're going to put me on blast now. That's all right, man. Hey, you'll be in jail right there next to me with my jury yeah. duty. That's it. Yeah, you get your jury duty. I got my bootleg cable. All right, fine. Go get me a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> just... You know how many chocolate milks I can get for this? Just... <laughs> all right, so moving right along. Um, you know, uh, about this time, um, we're going to be finishing up here the um, – uh, obviously, the motorsports update in there, we usually kind of talk about um, what's happening with the Nissan Challenge Series because it's kind of grown on us. Um, and it's it's very important to us because it's a grassroots event. Um, and then we've got a lot of people that are really putting time, effort and energy into this thing. Um, some really good friends of ours. And we've made really good friends with uh, the folks that are putting together this series. And we decided to invite them on our show um, to kind of talk about that. Um, so we are going to be bringing them on here momentarily. Um, yes. But uh, let's go ahead and why not bring on um, first off, I'll let you do this, Mike. So, all right, right. Like you, you did touch on it, Miles. Though I do want to say uh, it was really cool. Uh, we were going to be talking about Nissan Challenge, which is a racing series, a grassroots racing series out of Southern California. Uh, I thought it was really, really cool. At least for me, uh, how I got to know these guys and how we were able to make this interview possible. Which is, you know, we started to cover it not too long ago for the first time. And it's just coincidence that one of uh, one of the organizers uh, watched the show, and so we started making contact, and uh, that's where we get these nice shirts, uh, like the guys mentioned uh, in the comments. Uh, and uh, now we uh, we were able to set up this uh, this uh, interview, and uh, I think it's really a really good timing, honestly, because the first round of their 2023 season is happening about a month from now. So uh, we hope we can gather some interest for them and uh, it's not too late to uh, sign up, participate, spectate. Uh, so I think this is great, great timing though. Uh, yeah. If, if you're ready, Miles, we'll go ahead and bring on uh, our first guest. Here. Drop it, huh? All right. All right, guys. Uh, first off, we want to bring up uh, Edgar Furman. Uh, he is coming out of the, of course, Southern California area. Edgar, are you there? Hey, what's up? All right. <laughs> Welcome, 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 man. Thank you, thank you. Uh, but first of all, I want to say thanks for the shirts. Uh, I uh, how, how's yours fit, Miles? You, you doing okay? Uh, you know, actually, this is a this is it hugs the body really nicely. So wherever you <laughs> well, do purchase I, your shirts, I heard it was uh, the cheapest way to sponsor you guys. So we are we are a pretty cheap date. So uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, so, yeah we know, got uh, we got shirts and we got hoodies. Oh, nice. oh. I guess. Oh, I guess we have to wait well, till next year till the hoodies. All yeah. right. I see how well, we got, that's, we, even that, got that's... we even got like their their iconic number. Oh, damn, son. oh man, <laughs> that, that's the carrot on the stick. You see, if we do yeah. a good job, maybe next year we can get it. Yeah, maybe, maybe. maybe. Hoodies next year. <laughs> hoodies are a staple of Southern California, from what I've noticed. Oh yeah, for sure. Like it's, yeah, it yeah, could be yeah, sixty yeah. degrees, seventy degrees. Someone's gonna have a hoodie on. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now speaking of like cold weather and just getting out of that, now you actually. Um, uh, it went to Japan, uh, right? Yeah, you just yeah. got back. Like you're like jet yeah, lag yeah. still from that whole thing. So yeah, tell yeah, us yeah. about that. What's going on, man? You went so, to go uh, for what? We, uh, so I went with my girlfriend and we were there for maybe like 10 days. Uh, we made it just in time for the last day of Tokyo Auto Salon. So we were able to go to that like oh. mayhem that was there. And it was pretty sixteen. uh, like all the cars, all the projects, uh, a lot of Z influence everywhere with the new Z that's there. Nice. So, like, every major booth had a Z, which is pretty cool to see. 
uh, everyone's developing parts for it. It is the new it car, which is really cool to see with like Nissan making headlines again. They also had the Super GT cars out from, I mean, it was all over the place. Correct, so I yeah. Guess they, they usually they do. Several. But, but apparently yeah. this year it was like a lot of the cars. Yeah, they had normal, so. they had them scattered throughout the show too, which is pretty cool. It wasn't, they weren't just all collected in one spot. So everywhere you went, there was a Z, which is pretty cool. How big is Tokyo Autosan? Because I mean, you don't really get that. And, and I've never had an opportunity to go, but how spread out is the whole thing? It's spread out across eight halls. And like one major building and one side building, it took me probably like six hours to walk everything, and it it wasn't even everything. <clears throat> so you, that, that, that to me that sounds okay. So have you been to SEMA? If you had to compare, yeah, I've been to SEMA. I guess it's like I, bigger, smaller. It feels bigger than SEMA. Oh, yeah! yeah. Wow! Yeah, yeah, because you gotta like you actually have to exit a building to get to the next hall. So like up to the, the next area, yeah. You have to take a a, a bus or a. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, John, John apparently uh, may have uh, checked everything out or has uh, or uh, went and took part, but uh, the number of new Z's at Tokyo Auto Salon was crazy. Almost every Z at SEMA was a proto spec. Oh wow! Yeah, there is definitely a lot of Z presence everywhere. That's cool. Gotcha. So, yeah. And then uh, we also, we went to Fuji Speedway and it was cool because it was just like a regular like HBD event, but it was surprising to see how many like S chassis and Zs were on track that day, like compared to like some of the other cars over there. Because initially we saw like a lot of Porsches and then you'd see like, oh, there's an S chassis, there's another S chassis. Like in total, we saw like maybe seven S chassis between like S13, S14, S15. Um, probably like four uh, Zs, like uh, Z33 and Z34s, and like a few GTRs. So it's pretty cool seeing all the Nissans on track. There are like two Midnight Club members uh, out there chilling as well, which is like pretty insane to see in person. <laughs> oh, I bet. Those, uh, those veterans, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was, it, was, it was a pretty good trip. So, um, so you're, you said that you, um, you obviously noticed the new Z's. Now you're a bit of an old, uh, an older vintage Z owner. Yeah. yeah what are yeah. you rocking? Uh, I drive and race a Z32, uh, two plus two. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. My I've man. had a Z for about, oh man, 15 years now. Oh, good job. So, and and I'm on my third, I'm on my third Z now. So like pretty well versed. In, Show your hands. Yeah. Oh man, I got I got all these cars everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely uh, bled a lot with these cars. Oh yeah. yeah, same here, same here, man. Yeah, they take yeah. it in flesh for sure. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, just yeah. with the space. So that's very cool, man. It uh, sounds like you had a great trip. Got you on with us here. Um, yeah. Now yeah. you actually have a counterpart um, that's uh, sitting in our green right now, green room right now. Yeah. Um, let's go ahead and bring him on, uh, John Capati. John, you there? Hey. Hey, how's it going, guys? Thanks for having us. <laughs> Not a yeah. problem at all, man. Thanks for making the time. Of course. I know Anytime. you guys. Are pre- yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, we uh, we did have a moment to speak with you guys earlier mm-hmm. this week, kind of preparing for this thing. We got to know a lot about you guys, man. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems so. Um, it, it was it was so easy to to talk with you, like right off the bat, mm-hmm. because I mean, first of all, we got something we're always talking about. Nissan is yeah. just a common thread, but. Um, I think we were talking about how you guys, how you and Edgar uh, met and then started to kind of gain this, uh, this, this series and, and form it though. Uh, how did you guys, y'all want to share? Yeah. Uh, well, you guys, yeah. So got into like cars and like my first 
car that I started fixing up was like a 240SX, moved to like Orange County and I didn't know anybody at the time. So like try to start a little 240 meet. So that took some energy to get started. And then, you know, eventually that's how I met Edgar. Edgar was like the crazy guy that was like doing all the canyon runs that also was like, wow, man, you go to the canyons. That was pretty crazy. So started hanging out, had like a Wednesday meet that like, you know, been going on for like a decade plus. Mm-hmm. And then from there, just hanging out, doing cars. I think I took Edgar to buy his first Z32. Yeah. yeah. Probably like a really? pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this like work to go an hour away to look at a car, and he's the one that yeah. drove me because my my two forty had just been totaled, so I didn't have yeah. a car. So he he gave me a ride to check this car out an hour okay. away, yeah. and yeah, that yeah. was the first Z I bought back in 07. 07. Yeah. You can you can always count on friends to help you make uh, financial mistakes. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's how I met all like a lot of my friends, like just starting that two forty meet. Wow, so, man. So you guys met, and then when did you come to the realization that, man, we need to put something together for an actual track day and start to develop something like that? Like, how did that start to develop, you know, in its infancy? Uh, yeah. How, how much time yeah. did it take from the time you guys started to – or first met to the, the ideas brewing? Was it I one guess? of those you're wrenching? It's like, you know what we should do? We Light should bulb. make our own racing series. <laughs> oh. Mm, well, something like that? Actually – yeah, we all started kind of tracking together, like just as friends. Uh, we met our friend Steve, who owns Corner Through Garage, and you know he was a 240 guy, original owner of a 95, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I should like go to the track." So he kind of got us into track, and you know, kind of helped us through it. So it was pretty fun, just like all of us running together, and most of us were 240 guys. I think at one point we all had 240s, about a good handful, and we were the only 240s running out there on track because most of the 240s were either drifting or it was kind of like when the scene was still new so like 240s weren't really like picking up steam yet okay so from there like you know we had some ideas like hey it'd be kind of cool like uh you know we could do this more often like with more people and then that kind of just like faded into the background for a couple years and then uh me and my old roommate mike he actually was working at corner three motorsports and he was like you know what should start a racing series and i was like that's a pretty good idea and from there, we just kind of grinded and grinded. Edgar initially was, you know, not only my friend, but like one of the competitors. Yeah, I used then, to compete in the series before. Yeah. Uh. So then from there, you know, like it became a one-man show at some point. And then Edgar came along. I was like, hey, man, let's, let me help out. Let's, you know, let's see what we could do. So from yeah, there, so we have a going. We have a group of four guys. It's John, me, uh, our buddy Kenny, and our other friend Bache. It's kind of like a, a group of, of us four who kind of run the series. Uh, do the day-to-day stuff and, you know, uh, the day of the event as well. Yeah. You're the guild that puts it, makes yeah. it happen. So. The, the yeah, Mount yeah. Rushmore of Nissan Challenge. Yeah. Well, so. there's been a lot of guys who really, like, have helped Nissan Challenge throughout the years. So definitely, like, there's been, like, more than just us four that kind of put it all sure, together. Yeah. It's just been, like, a yeah. big group effort. Yeah, yeah, it's been a massive group effort. So I let's know. talk a little bit about that. So now this event has kind of developed you know mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about well, what the description is um well, now well, mike yeah. actually had a really good you know us talking in the background mike kind of put together a description and i, I mean tell us mike had it and i was like yeah. i just want to make sure that that sounds true to what the event is yeah but, yeah I, I i what i was trying to do and i was talking to the guys earlier uh, is uh 
for those who aren't familiar with what Nissan Challenge is, I kind of wanted to come up with a, just a general paragraph. So you kind of, for those listening and watching with us, they understand what we're talking about here. So if that's cool with you guys, I'll go ahead and yeah. give it the spiel here, uh, which is uh, the Nissan Challenge is a grassroots racing series located in Southern California. It's organized by Nissan enthusiasts uh, to provide accessible track day competition uh, exclusively for cars manufactured by Nissan. Uh, uh, you, you guys uh, encourage drivers to, uh, at any stage, to uh, attend, participate, and develop their driving skills. And it, overall, it's meant to uh, for people to have fun, you know, make yeah. friends, and then build the local Nissan community. And yeah, uh, yeah I figured that'd be just a nice preface for what what you guys are about anyway yeah definitely pretty on point yeah it's about growing motorsports like you know getting guys out to the track helping them out and just making it really accessible that's been the major goal being making it accessible and like you know helping people grow within it oh right. yeah grow with it that's a big one yeah for so sure let, yeah. let's talk about the early days like the, mm -hmm. the salad days if you will so like mm -hmm. uh 2015 um uh let's see how um so who are the original founders? Was it solely yourself or was it the four? Um, it was uh, actually me and Mike. Yeah. Mike True. So we were like initially the first ones. And mm -hmm. first year was a grind. It was a grind. Like literally showing up to the track, maybe having no competitors, one competitor. And from there, it was just like keeping, keeping at it. You know, kind of like digs at your soul, like trying to get guys out to the track and like not really having anyone show up. Wow. And then eventually like, gain some momentum like once we got like you know it's more people on board like edgar definitely like you know help push it along and now we just kind of like see the synergy going where we're getting a lot of drivers it's very organic most of the drivers are like you know bringing in other people and uh yeah been going so from this there was, this is around what like 2015 i mean what was the car scene like around that time in south carol south california mm, car scene was like really there wasn't there's was, like a lot of like Drifting was starting to pick up. It was just a lot of like car meets and car shows. Um, okay. There wasn't really like a motorsport presence for Nissans. If there was, they were kind of just like speckled around. But, you know, seeing like uh, when Time Attack was like, really starting to build up, like for the Nissans, there wasn't really much representation. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah. you'd have Redline. The Redline was the biggest thing back then. And you would notice that not many Redline Nissans were really part. Yeah, correct. Yeah. And uh, we noticed that, like, you know, not too many Nissans were participating. And, you know, this is before I got involved with the, with the series, you know, when I was like, looking to compete uh, and, you know, drive. Um, these guys made a home for, you know, the Nissan enthusiasts to kind of cultivate uh, Nissan drivers and Nissan cars so that they could, you know, be more, uh, I guess. Competitive. Yeah, more competitive and also more desired because yeah. most of the time, like, you say, oh, I'm going to go race. Like, most people didn't say, like, oh, okay, I'm going to take my Z. Like, it'd be like S2000, yeah. Civic Integra or something like that. Um, yeah. So it wasn't everyone's first choice to go race a Z. And it was something that, you know, John and Mike early on wanted to cultivate, you know, like, oh, let's change people's minds about the S chassis. It's not just a drift car. You know, if you put your work into it and, and all that, you can make it a very, very competitive uh, grip car. You you bring up two things and it, and it makes me think about that too. One is you mentioned, of course, yeah, the idea of 240SX and track car. You know, by and large, the 240Z. I think you mentioned it were 
a lot of people consider it as solely just a drift car, and that's not true. They, yeah. from from what you're saying, and they make quite good track cars. Uh, it sounds like, right? Yeah. Um, the other. Yeah, thing I mean is, the Hunkuk yeah. the Hunkuk used to have the track record of one of the local tracks. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's like the epitome of F chassis, and it held it for like a, a good amount of time. I mean, you know, yeah. the platform itself, I mean, we're talking S chassis. I mean, it's lightweight, it's spirited, you know, it, it's it's torquey, I mean, for the most yeah. part. I mean, you, you got everything that you, it handles like it's on rails for the most part mm-hmm. with minimal adjustment. I mean, yeah. it, it's, you know, it's a little rocket in a box, you know, it's yeah. in my opinion. And I, I own one for a hot minute and it was, it, it impressed me for what it was, you know, so. Yeah, I, I think S chassis kind of have that high, feeling that they can get to like compared to a lot of the nissan chassis so it's just that you know in america we really haven't got there yet with the s chassis well yeah. for the price tag on them nowadays you may not. Uh, it might not happen, <laughs> it might not happen. <laughs> there there was a point where um you know initially like uh one of the committees like that we have for rules that there are a bunch of z drivers yeah. and when we were trying to like make rules for the 240 they were just like kind of laughing it off it's like oh we don't have to worry about 240s give them whatever they want and then uh, once we started kind of like, you know, taking one out, like with the stock KA, they started asking like, hey, man, how do I get a 240? Like, where can I pick one up? Like, how do I buy one? And then eventually it was just like, why are they so expensive? And I was like, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so you're starting this event, like you obviously want to get them out there. And this is, I mean, we'll just call it what it is. It's a, it's a huge passion project for you. And obviously you guys exactly. have the love for the chassis and, and really for the brand as a whole. Yeah. So yeah. it started like that. So you're, you're, you're kind of making your way in this. Now we're, mm-hmm. we're talking about maybe the first season. So, yeah. you know, what was the first season like? Like how, you know, were you just yeah. try just get it started and then let's just make it to the end and let's make something from it. So uh, yeah. talk a little bit about that first season. So first season, uh, we kind of tied on with some track organizers and it was just kind of like, Hey man, like we want to start like a Nissan challenge series. So we kind of put like a rough rule set out there. And we just started like, you know, kind of like listing out certain events that we were planning to do. And then from there, we just went to each event and then just kind of like picked up guys that were there. Um, okay. We had like one strong driver that always came out, Nazar. He was always there. So that was like, you know, big props to him. Like that guy was dedicated. Um, but yeah, like we would have events where it was just me and Nazar, Mike, maybe just me and Mike, maybe some G35 guy that we picked up in the crowd. And it was just grinding through like, you know, like it definitely kind of eats at your soul trying to get like Nissan guys out there. And like some people are like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. And, you know, like going out to the track and it's like, oh, kind of crickets in the beginning. So <laughs> but, that was first season. Yeah. I, I can imagine, too, mm-hmm. the type of challenges or yeah. obstacles that you guys had, too. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just thinking about it even for me, mm-hmm. which is if it, it sounds like this, the growth that you guys eventually are having yeah. uh, is was a, through word of mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, yeah. hey, we found you. Hey, let's, you know, come again. But also, yeah. I mean, track days aren't the cheapest event to, to get into. Yeah. I mean, what's a typical yeah. track day uh, go for in, in Southern California? So, normally, uh, so the smaller track is usually like maybe like 180 for the day. Uh, some of the bigger tracks uh, can get up to like 250, 260. Um, and then you got to add on like the gas you spend. Uh, if you're going to stay overnight because the drive is like a two and a half hour drive, some guys go the morning before or some guys uh, stay the night and, you know, go home the night after. So you got to take that into account. All your expendables, tires, oil changes, if anything breaks, if you break on track, you got to get towed. 
So it, yeah. it can get pretty expensive. You know, we try our best to make it as accessible and affordable to the guys. Yeah. Because uh, we don't we don't charge extra for them to, you know, race. They just got to sign up and that's it. There's no extra charge. Uh, John does his best to, like, help, help hook up the drivers with, like, parts if they need anything. Um, because we do have, like, contingency programs through through the series to help help our drivers out. Yeah. Um, and as you know, we're always available for them for information. Other drivers are available available for them for information. Honestly, our drivers make our series. They they are the ones that help bring in other drivers too, because you know they they love driving with other people. You know they don't want to be the only one on track. Yeah. Did I hear <laughs> your, what was your magic trick to to gain momentum Drive. to to increase the number of people? And it, it sounds like I mean, obviously you built up the brand, but yeah. was there any like little it, uh, tricks that you were doing at that time? You know, honestly, it was kind of like tips, like breaking down the wall of excuses. Like a lot of times, like when you ask people about, <laughs> you know, going to the track, there's always like something that's going to come up like, oh, hey, I need to do this to my car. I need to do that to my car. Like everyone thinks like there's this like high list that you need to do before you even get onto the track. And first the tap was basically like bringing out like stock cars. And showing people like what they can do. So like bring out an old stock S chassis. And everyone's like, wait, you're bringing like a stock S chassis out? It's like, yeah, we're bringing out a stock S chassis. And they start seeing what it's doing. Then you start seeing a lot of Z guys. I'm like, hey, man, who cares if you're like four by four? Like, you know, just come on out. We had um, our buddy Perrin. He was driving a G35 uh, coupe. And he had stock suspension. He was like one of the other hardcore drivers in the beginning. And he was just like out there. It was automatic. You could just see this car like just like squatting through the turns like you know putting it down and well, after that a lot of people were just kind of like hey man like uh yeah i can't really say i have an excuse at this point so that was one big thing was right. breaking down that wall that's a good point too man yeah, you yeah. Can just get them out there too and i imagine yeah it once you get the bug you oh. can't shake it loose you know oh yeah for sure it just takes one event yeah one event you could tell, like, you'll see guys one day out, and they're just like, oh, man. And then the other thing is, like, that first day out, everything that they think about, like, you know, buying, modding the car, it all just changes. Like, everything changes. You're like, wow, like, my list has just, like, been consolidated. Like, you know, my goals or, like, what I'm trying to aim for has just totally changed from what I was looking at before. Well, you know, so we talked change. about it yeah. before, how people get lost in their builds. Like, I have to get the right seats, and I have to get the right yeah. But the reality yeah. is, I mean, after mm -hmm. we talked, I mean, you guys have really developed a system of like wins for pretty much every chassis that's had an opportunity to compete in the series. So you know yeah. exactly what it kind of takes to st really start mm -hmm. showing competency in their yeah. driving. And then, of course, uh, mm -hmm. increasing all the the details in the vehicle to really kind of yeah. gain speed, to get you the traction that you're looking for, to, yeah. to get you where you want. And that's, to me, one of the hugest selling points of this series. I mean, Absolutely. where else are you going to get a knowledge base like that? It just yeah. doesn't exist, you know? Yeah, we've, we've had so many cars and drivers come through. Like, we have a pretty good baseline for most of the cars that, you know, people pick to drive with. So, and that's just open information that we share. You know, we share it, the drivers share it. You know, like an easy baseline for everyone just like and it's like a short list of stuff to have that baseline so they can just, you know, go have fun and start learning. Yeah. You know, we have we make sure people like change their mindset from like, oh, I need to buy all these things to get the car ready. If you're in that mindset, you're never gonna be ready. You know, you just you just need to get on track. And at that point they'll see that like, okay, it's better I invest in myself than in the car so that I can start improving and bringing down my track time. And 
And I think you mentioned it too. We're like, yes, it, it, that list of parts that somebody might want, you know, yeah. uh, it, after a track day, that list, not only does it change, but it goes from theoretical to literally this gut feeling where you can literally prove to yourself why yeah. you need those parts more than just the once. You're like, no, mm -hmm. if I want to be faster, I know, you know, based on information from other people or even just an intuition that they get while mm -hmm. driving the car, they're like, no, I actually need this first, not that, you know, yeah. as one thing. So I think the track day is a real proving ground to really uh, uh, be the ultimate truth as far as what parts you actually need. So you guys are, you guys are starting to develop everything. You know, you it's 2015 from starters. You're, you're moving, you're motivating everybody to kind of get on track and you're starting to build these huge data sheets to kind of get people up to, up to speed as quickly as possible and may, improving drivers. And this is about 2020. And then of course, we're about to get hit with something big, but before then, before we take on the next uh, section, um, let's go ahead and check some comments. So some folks have actually commented on you. We've got um, some comments, yeah. Uh, but now Haley actually dropped in, said, "Any plans to come to Texas?" We'll talk about that a little later. We'll probably table that here in just a little bit. Yeah, um, we'll put a pin I, in that. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. gonna put a pin in that. Um, ben just saying hi. Thanks for coming on with us. Uh, I would love to see Nissan Challenge Series come to the East Coast again. Another yeah. pin. We'll put that in there because we're gonna talk about <laughs> that here just a little bit. But yeah. uh, uh, let's see here, Chris. Come on. So true. Um, uh, once you improve as a driver, you just focus on parts you need, uh, like better tires and brakes. Yeah. yeah. Very, very cool. Uh, Jamie also came in and said, my first Nissan was a 95 Red 240SX. Uh, then the obsession started just like the rest of us. Yeah. So just like you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, let's go a little bit back to your story. Now, again, uh, 2015 is a starter. You're working through your gears. You're developing everything. And um, you're putting all the love into this and, and watching this thing grow. But we, yeah. you guys get hit with, with something that's going to sweep your leg. Just like everybody else out there, we get COVID. Um, that yeah. kind of comes through. Now, how detrimental was COVID to you guys in trying to develop this event and all these drivers um, at that time period? You know, so, it, it really did take down a lot of momentum. Yeah. Yeah, I'd did. say like uh, moving up until like 2020, we had a lot of growth because we had a lot of, uh, there was a lot of, I guess, change in mentality in our drivers because everyone was more focused on uh, taking instruction. You know, we had Stephen Doherty from, you know, the Nissan Academy. Uh, we built a relationship with him and he would fly in and, you know, he would instruct a lot of the guys who, you know, would reserve uh, seat time with them. So a lot of the GTA. Stephen Doherty, uh, who won the GT Academy cha uh, championship, which is a feat on its own. He right. was actually taking the time to actually show up to your event and giving instructions to people. Correct. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, people would reserve their time with him and, you know, he would fly out as long as he had enough people to fill his day, he would come out and, Honestly, that was one of the biggest, you know, uh, assets to the series is the accessibility yeah. to Stephen Doherty to help improve. He's and a hell of a it was nice like, guy too. that's so cool that he nice. got. Uh, yeah, so we had a lot of the GTR guys like massively improve because they saw that you know their car was more than capable. They just weren't. So like, <clears throat> they kind of opened their minds to this this thought like, oh, I'm not good enough yet. Like, what do I need to improve with myself? And Stephen Doherty was the one that helped push uh push That's and break through that wall builder, a huge confidence yeah. builder yeah. when you got him riding shotgun yeah. or giving you some advice in the in the pits yeah. i mean come and on yeah i mean there you took john's f340 yeah. 
Oh, oh go ahead, yeah, John. There's been, yeah, there's a lot of work in the background with Doherty too. Like basically, as he instructed the, the drivers, he also like drove their cars to kind of like you know give them a benchmark, kind of give some feedback. And you know, from the feedback he would give me, that's where we would kind of like you know further optimize like you know some settings, like you know create some new ideas about like you know setting up the car. And that really just kind of like pushed forward like a lot. Just having a driver like that consistent that could put like down these consistent lap times and, you know, we could like make changes and then he'll just kind of go over it, you know, give feedback and like on top of that, look at data. So a lot of like benefit has come out from like, you know, having him like in terms of information about like setting up the cars, you know, getting things together or even having some stuff, stuff made. Stuff made, yeah, I think, really. Yeah. yeah, I think the biggest eye-opener, too, was uh, he he drove, like, John's S13, and this car is, like, over 300,000 miles, stock AA, and he was running faster than a lot of the, like, GTRs that were out there in that 240, and it's yeah. like, <laughs> how is this possible? You know, this car has, yeah. like, a third of the horsepower, and it's running significantly faster than a lot of the cars that have, like, all this extra power. How? And that wow. really opened up everyone's eyes. It's like, okay, you know, like there's a lot more that's on the table that I need to figure yeah. out. And then, you know, that that's where Doherty came in to help them out and, yeah. you know, with instruction and, and, and data analysis and all that. So that really helped the series and also helps a lot of the drivers grow uh, and improve to where yes. now even some of those drivers are helping instruct some of the newer drivers now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nima I, actually commented real quick. She said, "Stephen Doherty, uh, awesome dude." Um, so I don't. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know if uh, they had an opportunity to actually get some time with him or just know him from experience. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, from my experience yeah. talking to him, you know, online and, and a couple other things. Um, yeah, I, I, can't, I you know, I've never personally had an opportunity to to get that. But I mean, geez, that's a huge selling point for you guys. Kahuto yeah. said that. Yeah. yeah. I, not only, it's not only driver instruction, but it's car setup too. Like he would analyze the car just within like a session of driving. It's like, all right, we need to do this, 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 and this. Yeah. And you see instant results on like how the car would change and be that much faster. Yeah. Well, on the spot changes. On the spot changes. On the spot changes. Yeah. You, you mentioned, um, uh, you know, obviously, you've you've met essentially every participant that has ever come through the Nissan Challenge, and yeah. I bet you you're mentioning here how you, you not only do you see the car setups change and instant and sometimes instant improvement, but I'm mm -hmm. sure you've been able to see uh, how you mentioned drivers evolve uh, and improve oh. their skills over time, right? Yeah, uh, that's probably like one of the biggest things. Like sometimes we have drivers, and it was just like a wild show. Like you just have like these like 1300 horsepower like gtrs like you know like spinning all over the place or like you know these fully built z's just kind of like you know taking like an early sunday stroll some drivers who you know we were kind of like working with instructing you're like man this guy's just doing the same thing over and over again it's like almost like i'm not even getting through to him and suddenly like you get these breakthroughs and it kind of shows that like hey man if you're really serious about driving and you want to drive you can get there you know it's not like this inherent like a you know talent that you have is something that could be kind of taught in kind of bring it out of you yeah, yeah. exactly i mean is there any particular story or or mm -hmm. person or driver that that you can recall like going from an absolute noob to one of these top drivers in in your in your eyes at all like to see that that mm -hmm. curve you know yeah we've, we've uh, had a couple of drivers 
Yeah, yeah I'd say here. one of the more, like, he's kind of really, like, known in the G37, G35 community. Uh, his name's Tom. Um, he came to us in a G37 sedan automatic. And he was always like, oh, what, what can I do to make this car faster? And we're like, you need to get a Z instead. Like, that's going to hold you back. <laughs> but yeah. he's like, no, he was he was stubborn. And he but he put the work in. You know, he kept mining the car, kept money, money into it. He, he kept driving and driving. Like, it's to the point where... We see him driving like almost every other every other weekend, so he's definitely putting in time. And now he's like racing in NASA and wheel to wheel and doing really really well with his G thirty seven sedan now. So yeah. doing like 25, 24, 25 hour endurance races with it and all that. So he's he's definitely been like one of the biggest like surprises to come out of the series. Um, we've also had uh, Stephen Chan. Uh, he's one of the guys that uh, Doherty personally instructed, and you know he. He won one of the GTA events, I think, at Long Beach, at the Long Beach Grand Prix yeah. with his uh, GTR. Yeah. So guys, like, really? they almost kind of graduate through the series. You know, they come through, <laughs> they, they, they change their mindset, they get better, and then, you know, it, it's good seeing these guys still have success outside of the series doing bigger and better things. Yeah. They, they earn their stripes <laughs> and then at the same time learn yeah. their true learn their potential enough to yeah. go into you said you said nasa spec uh, nasa uh or like SCCA? fc4 yeah yeah like, yeah that's yeah that's a, and that's a the, huge jump i think the biggest thing too is like a lot of our drivers were like proving themselves in like you know gta and like you know other time attack events like taking podium and you know did that kind of like legitimize the series that like hey if you're fast in nissan challenge you're going to be fast outside so that really kind of like helped bring out some momentum and like bring some attention to the series as well. Yeah. And you I see bet. a year to year, like cars just getting faster and faster. Drivers is getting faster and yeah. faster, you know, before when cars were like, when Z's were kind of laughed at for being on track and just being smoked by an S thousand with a filter, you know, now they're like competitive. <laughs> they're, 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 you know, on equal, it's an equal playing field now with, you know, how the cars are set up and how the drivers know how to drive the cars now. So it's, it's really good to see that, you know, Nissan's are, are competitive. You had a really good story. Like all these guys could not break a time. For yeah, the right. Time. And then one guy did it, and then all of them just kind of learned to walk after that. Like past. Pretty much. Time. Like once once that guy broke through, it's yeah. like okay, like it's doable. Like what, what can we do? And uh, I think it's Wallow... another one with Chuck Waller. I think that's when yeah. we first brought Doherty out, and he drove my S13, and he came back. You know, after like going around track, and the pit was just quiet. Like. Everyone was looking Everybody's at the ground. Yeah, the GTR guys were just kind of looking off to the side. Because, you know, we've been racing for a couple of years now. We all thought we knew what was up. Like, we were like, hey, man, we're good drivers. Like, you know, we know what to do. We know, like, how to do it. And all of a sudden, Doherty just comes out. And he's just like, nope. You guys have no idea. No idea whatsoever. Yeah, and um, the biggest thing is, you know, like, I drove my car that day. And then he jumped in with me. And then um, yeah. he drove my He drove it. And I was like, he was running like 12 to 13 seconds faster than me. And when Ooh. I jumped in the car with him, I was like, oh man, I'm going to see some magic. I'm going to see like, you know, some fancy footwork, some like, you know, crazy, like crazy things going on. And it was just like smooth driving, just like clean, smooth driving. And it, it felt like my car was like, like getting less beat up versus like yeah. when I was driving. I was just like, what? I was like, this is really counterintuitive to me. Like, why are you breaking over here? Like, why are we coasting through this? It's like, we need to go like all gas or all break. And then all of a sudden that all went out the window. We had to like wipe the slate clean, like delete all our egos and like started just like clean slate, fresh boards and then just go from there. 
Yeah, wow. I think the biggest thing is like you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, yes. Exactly. So like once you start seeing all these things, like oh, I really don't know a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it, like I said, it, op- it opens people's minds up to like improving. You know, seeing like yeah. reprioritizing what they need to do. Like oh, maybe I don't need this turbo kit for my car to be faster. Yeah. You know, and and again, it, it leads back to the whole like making motorsports accessible and affordable. Mm-hmm. You know, we make them see that you don't need to spend all this money to be faster. You just need to put in the work and you know be open to learning yeah that's that's a good yeah. attitude you got to have that yeah if, especially if you're trying to improve you know yeah you got to have be open to uh, to feedback uh good good point yeah. don't be your don't be your own worst enemy you know yeah, yeah. Open your ears. yeah. a lot of it's just like a stepping stone because like you know a lot of people want to get into motorsports but like they don't know how to do it or when they kind of look at it it's like it's intimidating like you're like oh hey what do I do? It's like, I want to go NASA or SCCA. And like, you look at like what you have to build, what you have to set up. And it's a big commitment to like, you know, just come in fresh and like do this build. So like one of the big things about Nissan Challenge is like, hey, this is a good entry point, a good stepping stone, you know, get your feet wet, get started, start learning and, you know, just progress to that level instead of, you know, just jumping like feet in, like head in first. And you're like, oh, I think I'm over my head right now. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a good way to get your feet wet because it's like it's a low investment to start with. And then you see, like, do I really want to do this? Is mm-hmm. it something I really want to pursue? Do I want to, like, go deeper into this? And, you know, the yeah. way our classes are set up, we do allow them to, you know, get deeper and deeper into their car builds and, you know, eventually have a fully spec out race car if they like and move on to drive on other series if they like. That That's true, too. Um, and you said... Um having somewhat of a formula for a successful car, no matter what chassis, it seems like you have a formula for, for a, a number of different chassis that you've experienced or, or seen along the way. And I'm assuming yeah. that that catalog of formulas, if you will, seems yeah. to get bigger and bigger. Um, yeah. We actually, uh, we actually had a comment here too from Raul, which was saying about uh, first year is looking forward here in 2023 and he's got a Sentra. So I mean, oh, man. This, yeah, Sentry. yeah. You were looking forward to those guys. Man, yeah. Excited for those guys. Yeah. Because, we, you know, up until now, we're thinking, you know, rear wheel drive and all that. This is all, no matter what car mm-hmm. it is, front wheel drive, rear wheel drive, uh, you know, it's it's whatever you bring with you. It seems like yeah. you guys are, there, there's no uh, limit to to what you guys can, uh, you know, develop yeah. or get with the right. drivers. As long as it's a Nissan Infiniti or Datsun, you bring it. You know, we'll, yeah. we, we have a home for you and we'll, we'll definitely, you know, do something for you accommodate yeah yeah that, well, that brings a, good, a little bit about that yeah go ahead mike yeah yeah that brings a good point uh you know if we've got a guy here like raul which is the first year guy uh, i mean it, we were wondering what does a tr- for those and for those who haven't done it what does a normal track day look like i mean uh um it, it, what time are you getting in what time do races start what kind of experiences walk uh, us through the process walk us through yeah, yeah. so right all that all that like before even the track day, like you, you got to sign up first. So uh, our host is a uh, Speed Ventures. Um, so you go to their website, you sign up, you pick up the track, the track uh, day, and then you click, you know, our Nissan Challenge box and click what class you're going to be in. Um, if you don't know, then you just leave a blank and you know we'll figure it out at the track. Um, and then once you're all set to go, the day of the track, uh, usually you guys roll in around like six to seven because of the drivers meeting that's early on in the morning. Um, and then we kind of run our things independent, at least with Speed Ventures. Speed Ventures themselves have like a bunch of theories that they run alongside uh, with them. 
So we'll see like uh, a bunch of BMWs out there. We'll see like Corvettes out there, Miatas out there. And uh, Speed Ventures handles all of that. Um, but with Nissan Challenge, we kind of just take the burden and just handle all of that, like all of our, uh, like taking down times and signups and all that. So normally the morning of, like once they're settled in and once uh, they've done their driver's meeting, we have them come to us at our booth or wherever we're set up, the garage, if we have garages on track. Uh, they'll sign in with us, let us know a little bit them, a little bit more about themselves, uh, what car they're driving. If they're brand new, we have them fill out like a tech sheet so we know how to class them. Um, if they're a returning driver, obviously, like we, you know, we start developing relationships with all our drivers. Um, also, other drivers start with developing relationships with each other as well. Like it's a pretty, pretty close knit group. Yeah. Um, okay. And you know, guys just go out and drive. Uh, Speed Ventures handles all of the logistics on track. Um, and we record everyone's best lap per session. And, you know, we record up to their first four sessions. Um, then from there, uh, we take the top three drivers, uh, hand out their awards. Uh, usually we like to acknowledge, you know, anyone who's improved a lot throughout the day as well. Because that's, okay. that's just as important as winning, you know, making sure that you're improving throughout the day. Yeah. You know, we have guys that can improve five, ten seconds throughout the day as, you know, they get feedback from other drivers or from us or whatever if they have someone jump in with them and uh yeah that's that's pretty much a typical day it's pretty pretty relaxed atmosphere um granted like there is competition but like everyone gets along pretty well everyone's willing to help yeah. each other you know yeah. someone someone you can walk to, up to a veteran driver's like hey you know like can you jump in the car with me or can i ride with you on a certain day or whatever certain session and yeah. most of the time like guys are just willing to just help you know everyone everyone gets better that way yeah, like there's the a, knowledge is the knowledge is communal. Yeah, there's there's a there's a lot of support like when you go out to your Nissan Challenge days. In fact, like a lot of times, like Nissan Challenge drivers will kind of like bring their friends along just so that way, like you know, there's kind of like that base there. So a lot of times, like with the new driver, you know, if anyone's kind of nervous or like you know has any questions or you know any concerns about like you know what they're doing or you know things that are going on with their car, like a lot of times, like we try to do our best to like offer like support on the side there. So that way, like, you know, any butterflies, any like thing that you're nervous about, like it's easy just to ask us questions, go over certain things like, hey, am I doing something right? Like, you know, I want to make sure like, you know, my etiquette's on point or, you know, like I'm kind of concerned about like, you know, something happening with my car or even when it comes to tire pressures, it's like, hey, you know, like what should I be doing? Like, you know, in between like these laps to really improve. It's like, well, you know, we could check your tire pressure. We could go through like, you know, some of these things or even it gets to the point where it's like, you know, some of the more senior drivers will even like offer like help where it's like, hey, you know, you want to ride along with me or, you know, maybe like, you know, I'll ride along with you, maybe do a couple laps, like, you know, kind of give you the gist of things. Yeah. And it's just really about like supporting the drivers there. So that way you just don't show up and you're like in this island and, you know, everything's <laughs> just happening around you and you're kind of just like, oh, man, I'm, I'm this is kind of like freaky. So I think. Once, like, most of the new drivers come along, they're kind of like, whoa, it's just kind of like a big kickback scene. Like, everyone's in the garage, like, you know, milling around. Like, there's some snacks. Like, people are talking about setups. Like, some of the drivers will even start sharing data and, like, overlaying it and being like, hey, man, I'm going faster here than you. Like, you know, but you're going faster over here than me. So, let's kind of talk about this. And that's how it really starts working out. That share yeah. telemetry so, is, like, yeah, unheard of. <laughs> Yeah, we yeah. talked a little offline, you know, about like little things and, and you brought up a bunch of good points, um, which we thought were important. Now, I'm just going to lay out a couple of these things. Um, and these are notes that I took the other night. So 
buying parts uh, doesn't necessarily guarantee you'll be fast on the track. Correct. Uh, and then, of course, you mentioned, um, you know, get a base with your car as is. It, it seemed like that was probably the most important. That's your your entry level first days, like we just mentioned. Yeah. And um, yeah. I, you said something that I really loved, and it said, "Grow with your mods." Yeah. That's and, uh, a big mistake I think people make because I mean, again, I, I'm I, up and especially my younger self. I was always about the build and the upgrades. You know, if you're doing this, you might as well buy this while you're at it and et cetera. But all of a sudden you take a car that's completely stock into this, what you think is this, you know, epic build, but you didn't get the, you didn't get to experience each mod on its own or, 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 you know, the behaviors. And I I think that's a lost um, experience that it's worth of having, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It goes back to the whole, like, you don't know what you don't know. Like if you do all these things, you don't know what you did really you know just threw parts at it you know we had one of our competitors like he was a young guy still in high school there was a project with his dad brought out a bone stock f13 like all season tires dealies like full interior and everything and throughout the years it progressed from like being this k powered stock f13 to coilovers and wheels and tires then getting swapped and getting caged and you could see the progress in his driving ability because you saw the time drop and that's like the the end all to everything is like your time doesn't lie you know if your times are dropping there's improvement yeah there's improvement and there's no way to like negate that you know that Mm -hmm. that just proves everything like you said it was it's like the track is improving grounds for what you're doing and how you're improving yeah it's also there's a different approach to like you know like really working on like yourself as a driver so a lot of times like when it's called like growing with your mods it's like not only do you want to be better at driving, but you also want to understand like what your car is doing. So like, as you kind of like add things like, you know, in layers, you get an idea of like what's doing what. And a lot of times like we'll feedback with certain drivers about like what's going on with the car, how it's feeling. And, you know, them being under being able to understand like their mods and like what they did, we could kind of like, you know, rule it out. It's like, hey man, like, you know, let's adjust your sway bars over here or, you know, let's work on this a little bit more. And that's like the biggest difference with the series. It's just, really like a very technical like almost like a racing school that's competing like with each other so that's probably like the cool part of it nice yeah. yeah, yeah. I, you, you know, you mentioned the track day experience too, and and obviously growing with mods and stuff like that. And I started thinking about it. You know, y'all are spending so much time on the track. What does this do for you guys off the track? I mean, do y'all end up first of all, like, do y'all all get dinner after a track day, or does this Usually. lead to like garage days and tech days? Uh, you know, outside. I the figured track a lot or? of tech days. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely see a lot of other people's cars, like on non-race days. Uh. There's definitely this uh, camaraderie outside of the, the track. Uh, guys are friends. You know, they become friends at the track and they do their thing off track. Uh, we do interact with a lot of the drivers, you know, outside of the track as well. Uh, a bunch of us will go out after the track day and go get dinner. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely a pretty good community that, you know, we have. And it's, 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 it's pretty cool. Like, it's, it's one of, like, I think the best things we have in our series is it's a very good community. You know, there's yeah. not too much uh, negativity in it. Yeah. yeah. And I can tell, I, I kind of get the feeling that it's, it's a tight knit community, especially for those that are 
I mean, willing to put down the investment for the track day, yeah. for the mods. If you're putting down that hard, I mean, that is a special type of person that I imagine you'll see pretty often, I think, uh, and, and yeah. grow that relationship as the more they exactly. come out, you know. Uh, by the way, I didn't mean to distract here. I'm going to run a, some of y'all's pictures in the background uh, just to share with those that are watching with us, by the way. So, uh, yeah. but let's, yeah, uh, let's, let's go ahead so and let, keep on going. I, I did want to kind of talk a little bit about car classes. So, <laughs> Currently, um, what are the number of classes that you're running into today? Right now, we have four classes. So um, each class is kind of like divided by chassis and like mods. So like say like a 240 with a stock KA without like any arrows and like, you know, a certain tire limit, they're going to be like in a class four and they'll run against like some NAZ32s. And then uh, after that, we have class three, which is probably like, you know, one of our biggest classes, which is a lot of like, you know, kind of like streets. Street Z's. So it's like any 350Z, 370Z that's running, uh, you know, like NA, no aero, like, you know, certain limits on tires, but like pretty open in terms of like suspension and, uh, you know, differentials, um, mainly just kind of like a cap on like, you know, not having like too many adjustments on the coilovers. But the whole goal was like, you know, when we're, since we're trying to like to appeal to a lot of like enthusiasts, we always kind of like want to see like what people like initially kind of like due to their cars so that way there's not too much of like you know people jumping in with like all these crazy things and like you know totally being outclassed so that's kind of like how some of the classing works and then Edgar could go over some of the upper classes yeah so uh beyond that so like our, our lower two classes three and four are like our you could say they're our street classes um you know guys drive them to the track and drive them home type of deal like still with interiors uh class two is uh, more of our like race car setup where we give them a little bit more freedom with their tires. They get, you know, their chassis mounted splitters, their chassis mounted wings, um, our compounds, they get more, they're usually allowed to strip off their cars a little bit more. So it's almost approaching a spec class as to, to where, um, if they start approaching the limits of the class, like every car has like very, very similar mods. Um, okay. oh. uh, disease are still NA, uh, the turbo cars are still like stock turbo powered and these guys, they, they're pretty quick on track. Uh, and then, uh, usually our more experienced guys are in this class as well. Um, and then class one is where most of it's like a pseudo unlimited class where we have most of our, our R35 GTR guys, uh, the higher horsepower, uh, turbo guys that go out, any of the boosted Z's, uh, would be in that class as well. Um, and they're allowed, like, uh, it, like I said, it's like almost a, an almost unlimited class. Okay. And that would kind of cover like our four uh, main classes. Gotcha. Yeah. You, you mentioned a rule book earlier too. Did that rule book derive from any other series as a base, and then you <clears throat> grew off of that, or was it something that you kind of created from scratch? Or well, so uh, in twenty seventeen, we had like a massive uh, like rule book revision. Uh, that we put out. Uh, initially, we had three classes, and then from there, we branched off a separate class, and we ended up with four. Um, and we tried to make it to where uh, it overlapped a little bit with like the Red Line Time Attack, which is pretty big uh, back in that time, oh. mm -hmm. so that cars can cross over between uh, pretty easily. So it wasn't to where like if they did anything for Red Line Time Attack, it would like totally knock them out of something uncompetitive in our series. And if uh, anything they did in our series would knock them out of an uncompetitive class like in Redline Time Attack. So we kind of use that as a base. 
And as we get more and more data, we did specialize our rules specifically for Nissan. You made a good point there. You said the more data you get, like, for example, you said if for any reason a Nissan car or Infiniti car or Datsun car comes in and maybe you can't define it within a certain class, you, you essentially let them go out to the first session or the first day. And then based on the data, you can kind of figure out w what class they belong in. Is that, is that fair or? Yeah, that's pretty fair. We base uh, any rule changes on participation and data. Everything's always data. So like we have a massive collection of like car mods and times. So we have a pretty good idea of like, if we see a car and it's mods, like what its potential is on track normally. And our classes are pretty much set up to the max potential of these cars and what time we think they will be at. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Numbers don't lie. Like you said, yeah. Go, yeah. Pay yeah. off stuff the yeah. data, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, so the, the, you've got your classes kind of established. Now, where ultimately is the, is the event kind of going down? I, I mean, I, I, I'm i noticing three tracks, which is Willow Springs International, uh, not streets, uh, and then Chuckwalla Valley Raceway and Button Willow Raceway Park. Correct. Is that correct? Correct. Uh, we also do run streets, though. Streets. Oh, you run streets, streets as well. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we run all the tracks that we have down here. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then uh, this one... As uh, Auto Club Studio as well, which was the NASCAR track, which is getting shut down this year. Oh, oh. wow! Are you guys get yeah. an opportunity to get on it before it uh, shuts uh, down? Last hurrah! No, we, last year was our last major event we did there, and we tried to make a big deal out of it. So, uh, yeah, they're changing it into a uh, sprint track. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Okay. wow! Yeah, so we won't be able to run there anymore. You had a favorite? Yeah, what's a favorite for like the people for both of you guys for all you guys? Everyone's oh, benchmark track is Button Willow. Yeah, Button Willow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. Is there a particular reason? Is there a particular thing about it that makes it the favorite? Or I think it's the consistency. Like Button Willow CW13 is kind of like you know the standard to kind of compare where you can actually look at other series, other cars, and kind of compare what they're doing. And Button Willow gives you like a good idea of where you would stand. Yeah, it's kind of like the scuba of SoCal, where like if you're sub <laughs> one minute at scuba, you're you've hit you you broken through that barrier right yeah. whereas a button willow that time is two minute two minute is that like barrier you want to break through to where like there's even a a, a sticker put out there like the sub oh, two yeah. club oh yeah. that's cool that is cool yeah. so it, yeah. it, uh, um cool. i i did want to mention uh warren actually chimed in he goes it looks like the lap record at willow uh in unlimited dates uh back to 2016 is this due to the rule change or did a or did he read that incorrectly uh, unlimited class, so it's our fifth class, but it's not not many cars fit into that class. Uh, unlimited is like our least participated in uh, class, just because it takes a lot to get into that class, yeah. um, and that's like full race car DTR, like stripped out carbon doors, like sun windows, and all that. So um, <laughs> that's Warren, which is yeah. like gnarly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like yeah. those kind of cars don't really come too often, just because most of our drivers are very much. Uh, like your normal layman with their, you know, street cars that they come out with to the track and stuff. Well, you might so, have to start taking that into consideration because you guys are going to be growing. I mean, if you're, it, you're, you're continuing to grow and then, you know, being on, uh, being in uh, now and potentially in magazines and podcasts, if you will, uh, yeah. I mean, you, you have to, uh, uh, you have to maybe think about, yeah, you always have to look at for the future, maybe something to consider uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like I said, we we're always willing to do changes as long as like 
we'll deal with the that numbers growth. and the data there. Yeah. We'll deal with that yeah. growth when you get there. So exactly. <laughs> yeah. It started as like a whole bunch of friends just wanted to run at the track and like, you know, really build motorsports and get more like cars like ours out there. And now we're kind of getting over here. So we're like, Oh, Hey I, man, you to start kind of looking at stuff. There was a, you mentioned there was a new track coming for 2023 in your area. Yeah, so uh, again, back to Button Willow, uh, they're kind of doing the same thing that Willow Springs is doing, having multiple tracks on their compound. Uh, so uh, Button Willow is building a, a track right next to their main track. And it's been something we've been looking forward to for several years. You know, pre-COVID, like it was something that was going to be like in place and delay, 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 delay. And now we're looking like we finally have a possible uh, opportunity to run on there yeah. after summer. Yeah. So we have our current schedule set, um, but once that track becomes available, we're totally redoing the second half of our schedule to include that new track. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and um, you know, I want to I, <laughs> I want to guys clarify on this one too because we we've talked about you guys obviously the experiencing that you've seen with your drivers and the the drivers uh, their cars and stuff, but you guys also drive in it as well, right? I mean, uh, we we drive also, on track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We sure definitely drive. We were we were all drivers first, for sure. Yeah. We're good, all still good. drivers. Yeah, yeah. Make we don't sure, necessarily yeah. compete, uh, just because it's like a bit of a conflict of interest type of thing. If we end up like nice. competing and taking serious points, uh, and we're the role makers, so yeah. um, we try to we... keep that separate. Uh, the only thing we do kind of allow ourselves to do is uh, set down times to set records, just because you know time never lies. You know, there's no politics. There's no nothing when it comes to putting down a specific time. We, so we do. we do allow ourselves to take those records if we do put down the time for it. Yeah. But that's pretty much all we'll do. We won't, like, take any series points or podium positions or anything like that from, from our drivers. That That's a cool thing, too, because, uh, I mean, uh, like for Miles and I, we did a car show uh, for a number of years. Not a track day, but we did something similar where, <laughs> you know, as part of the car show – you know, we, we weren't ever a finalist in the show, you know, because as judges, we, there's, I can see how easily people could think that there's a bias involved right. or right, right. Uh, also with like raffle prizes. We're like, we don't claim raffle prizes because right, right, right. for the same reasons. Exactly. So that's, I, I like the fact that you guys do that. That's, that's cool. Again, like you said, numbers don't lie. If there's a personal best or a track best or, a, you know, a, a series best. Take there's it, an integrity man. factor there. So I, yes, you know, exactly. So yeah. Exactly. I mean, not to brag. I got, I have two of the records in my Z. So <laughs> <Hey -o>! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to try to work something in. Like I'm trying to be the guy that's not running like, you know, problem, the problem, like with the drivers, like, you know, kind of helping them out and like actually get some seat time for myself that'd be yeah. probably my main goal for this year <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 um well just wondering so you know the 2023 season is just getting started i believe y'all's first mm -hmm. race is in the first round is in early february is correct yeah the, the, i think it's the 11th I, th I hope I yeah february my, 11th my dates right okay yeah i at, mean uh, street. at at streets of willow yeah mm -hmm. Is there anything in particular about this season um, that makes it different than the others? Are there any new any news that's happened this since the last season at all, or or what, what's this season look like in, in your opinion? Uh, I think the influx of the front wheel drive guys is uh, something to look forward to. We're, we're definitely looking forward to them uh, coming and joining us, uh, seeing what they can do, and you know what we can do to accommodate them as well. I think that's uh, fresh blood is always nice. Yeah. Okay. New energy bill is awesome too. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, think... that'd be like one of the biggest things. That's awesome. definitely like um, probably this season. You know, trying to get more like media out, like you know, start sharing the series more. Uh, you know, sometimes like we kind of get stuck in our own little world, like you know, amongst those all the drivers and us, um, that we forget to like, hey man, like you know, we need to kind of like share this, grow it, because there's more than just you know us doing this. There's like a whole community of like Nissan enthusiasts that you know definitely would love to kind of like reach and tap into and you know let them know about it so they can have access as well. Yeah, I think the next biggest group we want to like really tap into are the new GTR guys, you know, with everyone importing R32s and R33s and soon the R34. Like, we do want to bring those guys in and, you know, like, hey, show off that GTR racing heritage on track. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's a a good, uh, that sounds like a good uh, preview uh, for 2023. Uh, Yeah, it'd be great to see a a Z GTR rivalry on track for sure. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Are, are there any major rivalries like uh, currently at all? Uh, based on is there bad? I wouldn't say bad blood, but like friendly mm-hmm. rivalries. Uh, so our class three drivers kind of like share this friendly rivalry. They're always within like fractions of a second with each other. So definitely those guys. Um, it's a friendly rivalry. Um, when any of the committee guys want to race on track, they're always like we're always gunning for each other as well. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, definitely. We're we're very competitive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot of a lot of the drivers forgot that I used to like you know I started off like driving on track and now most of them are like wait you used to drive on track I'm like yeah man I drove before like you know this is what I used to do yeah, so yeah. I definitely be... have like you know some ground I need to gain back against Edgar like yeah, you know it has been yeah ah. yeah <laughs> and probably like, the worst part was uh you know like seasons ago like my 240 was actually like you know used by another driver to complete a season and like you know it's kind of weird like having your car like run these crazy times and then all of a sudden you jump in and it's like why am i so slow (laughs) yeah yeah so things to work at gotcha yeah i i wanted to do something and for those Mm -hmm. who for, for those of you that are online with us we wanted to kind of open up a few questions from the audience so for those of you that are live with us uh online uh right in the comment section we want to know if you've got a question for for edgar and for john we'd or love about to share setting it with up your car or yeah. anything like that these are the guys to ask right now like if you have some general questions or you're thinking about attending maybe uh an event in your area um mm-hmm. now i would did want to take it a little bit back um haley had a questions um mm-hmm. now do you have any plans to kind of come to texas and then um i'm going to double double that with somebody else I mm-hmm. uh, brought it up, said, I would love to see Nissan Challenge Series come to the East Coast. Now, mm-hmm. I, I put those on the back burner because we yes. talked a little bit about that, but right, right. And, uh, and bring yeah. that up. And, uh, yeah, go for it. So we are working with uh, Z Club of America to kind of expand our reach um, with uh, Jeff Will- uh, Willer. Um, and he has connections with uh, NASA, NASA Northeast, the president of the club is actually the NASA director out there. And they are going to be implementing uh, the Nissan Challenge uh, rules book into the NASA HPDE events out in the East Coast this year. Yeah. So nice. NASA North, Northeast is going to be running, you know, our framework of uh, rules for Nissan with their HPDE events coming up uh, this season. Yeah, going 
goal is, you know, we really, really like to see this like go nationwide, you know, maybe have something like every year where we all get together, like, you know, in some central location and, you know, just have a big old uh, party battle. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I wish, uh, again, similar to someone had, what had writ written uh, in Texas. I mean, I think, oh man, if I, I if I had, if there was something like this, you know, in the Southwest uh, or here in Texas, man, I'd be all over it. I think it would definitely got me because track, I, I, for me, as as I've grown as an enthusiast, uh, I've I've been leaning more and more into time attack and track days, and um, I just haven't had a, I haven't given myself enough opportunities to do it. And I, I knew that if if there was something like Nissan Challenge in the Texas area, it would definitely got me into the into the seat sooner too. So uh, I hope you guys grow, and keep on and continue to grow. You know, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, we did have another definitely question. trying to extend their reach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I wish you know more power to you, man. We it, uh, as as we get going, we have some more questions here from the crowd. They're coming out. They're 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 growing by the minute here. Um, we had another question here. Um, what about uh track insurance? Is that a common thing for uh, enthusiasts to uh to 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 do to use or to have for a typical track it, day? It is a thing. Not a, not many of our competitors use it. Um. But it definitely exists. I know Haggerty is one of like the bigger uh, track insurers that is out here in SoCal. Okay. Um, I don't have much experience with them, but I do know that it does exist, and some drivers uh, outside of our series do get uh, track insurance. Um, track insurance, yeah. 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 Uh, there, there are yeah. options where you could kind of buy like insurance per event, uh, you know, through some of like the insurance companies. So if it's something that, you know, you want to make sure that when you go out, you're fully covered, like there are options that you can pick up a coverage for that day or right. maybe kind of like work it into like some kind of like policy that you have with like some special like, you know, insurance provider. Right. Okay. Yeah. And, and you mentioned track events typically, at least in, in y'all's part of the country, they're a part of the state being about 180 to 250, 260 range. Right. I would imagine that's that's pretty fair. Honestly, you know, uh, it's cost effective, actually. Believe it or not. That's yeah. actually pretty good. Honestly, it was For crazy. California that... chart rates. That's actually yeah. Uh... well, yeah. and that's what I was always thinking about too. Because we always think when, when a lot of us from you know we're outside the window looking in. You know, we think of California. We think of high real estate prices, and of course, yeah. Things yeah. like entry fees for track days being uh, larger. We figured it would be ungodly, but, but it's actually not. I guess pretty the, fair. It's probably yeah. the most expensive thing is going to be the gas, right? So. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the two more expensive tracks yeah. we do have, have here are up north. So Laguna Seca and uh, Sonoma, which are crazy facilities to begin with, uh, which is reflected by the price of entry. Um, like, say, an unlimited decibel event at Seca is like almost $500. Um, okay. And then Sonoma is probably around the same thing as well. But again, there are like top of the line facilities and iconic tracks. So they, they definitely call for those high prices, but most <laughs> of the other tracks we do run at, like they're a lot more reasonable. Um, what's great is one of the tracks we do run out a lot at Chukwala, they have cabins on site. Whoa, so man, yeah. So, uh, the owner was pretty smart about it because the closest, uh, hotel is like 45 minutes away. Yeah. yeah so it's out in the middle of the desert and he has yeah. about uh maybe 30-ish cabins That's and nice. they're pretty nice. nice yeah they're pretty nice 
Yeah. So, nice. you know, guys just like rent out their cabins. We've had it to where like a bunch of us uh, rent the cabins the night prior and kind of party. Well, of course. <laughs> no, of course. Man. That's what it's about. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Just having a yeah. Night. We, we've had guys bring sim rigs to their cabins oh, and really? have like competition the night prior and then yeah. go racing for real on track the day, the day after. Yeah. yeah that's, that's another thing a lot of the drivers will do is actually like uh, start little teams like in the sim racing leagues and like right. you know do 24 hour events so it's kind of funny because like you'll see a lot of like nc markings like you know in like a lot of the sim racing and i'm always like hey you guys are pretty good you guys are like always at the top i'm like awesome that's cool <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so these guys will race those on track and off track and sim yeah those yeah. Nissan challenge boys are killing it on the uh yeah. but it makes sense i mean you guys are carving your Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're cutting their teeth uh, in yeah. the real world on racing. And then when they get in the sim world, it just, it makes sense. You know, talking to guys like Stephen Doherty, that's right. exactly what makes sense. Yeah, he or, was a big um, catalyst in that too. Yeah, Brian yeah. Heikotter, those guys. I mean, you talk to them and like they start off in that mm-hmm. world and then have an opportunity to race virtually. And it just, it clicks and it makes sense, which is why those guys are the champions that they are. Um, yeah, so, right. yeah, uh, yeah, moving on to the next question. Um, Bert wanted to ask, uh, will you guys actually be coming out and play with uh, any uh, play with everybody at Zcon this year? I mean, it's, so, in, your, it's in your yeah. neighborhood. Yeah, uh, we actually do have a booth uh, for Zcon, okay. um, so we will be there uh, at the track. We are going to have a bunch of our drivers there as well, so we we will have a presence there. Um, awesome. We are not necessarily yeah. working with them like uh, as a sponsor right now. Have a it's something so. we could try to work out, but uh, we will definitely have our drivers out there kind of show what they can do and represent, you know, Nissan challenge. I'll be there. I'll be there we'll, racing my Z2. We'll be there too. As well, Hell so yeah. yeah we'll, we're going to be there, man. We'll be dropping yeah. out. So, so we'll, yeah. uh, I'll watch this a couple of times and maybe I'll have a hoodie by then. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll be sure to bring you a hoodie on that hundred degree weather day, you know, at the end of the day. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> sure just like, this hoodie's so, so hot, but it looks so cool. <laughs> So that. Uh, GTR says, "Come Dakota, come Dakota, come Dakota." One of these days, I guess you guys will make it. Yeah. If you're ever out in Texas, man, if you're ever curious about the Austin track, uh, that's kind of what we're we're in the Austin area, San Antonio area. So um, if you ever need a place to crash, I'm sure a couch or whatever. We I'm sure we we've got a pretty good handle on on a lot of the Z enthusiasts yeah. in the area, so we can definitely nice. set you up. Dakota is a goal. It's a goal. Yeah, well, you yeah. come out. It's it's not as uh, it's not as intimidating as you would think. So uh, we'll have some fun. Yeah. Um, a few more. You guys are actually raking up the questions here. Uh, yeah. Chris Guzman. Yeah, bring him on. What yeah. would be uh, your first must-do mod for an all-stock car? What engine lubricant uh, you like to use the most? Like, do you have a specific brand? Yeah. Uh, so you know, like for oil, like I always have like a. My oil reps say, like, the only wrong oil is no oil. But, like, we yeah. use a lot of Motul. We use a lot of Torco. I'm a Motul guy myself. I hate to say yeah. it. I, I, yeah. One day we're going to get a sponsor that is not Motul, and I'll be like, damn, I put my foot in my mouth. The biggest <laughs> thing that I'm going to tell drivers is, like, if there's one thing that you're going to do to your car is um, probably brake fluid and brake pads. That's right. really, like, the baseline. Just, like, even if you have, like, you know, good brake fluid, that's pretty important. If you're not really going to like, you know, focus on those things, like, you know, just have a good, you know, where's all so of like how your car is reacting. Yeah. And you're not burning, uh, you're not boiling, you're not, you're not boiling the fluid. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> so. that's probably like one of the biggest things like we 
kind of like developed within the racing series is in the beginning, we were burning through brake pads, burning through rotors. And so, you know, we got to work with companies like uh, Endless and then uh, Race Technologies, which does Brembo like North America. Behind you. Like yeah. Endless. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, it went from like, you know, GTR guys like burning through pads like in one or two events to like almost like hitting eight events. A lot of the Z guys, wow. you know, burning through like three, like, you know, three events, like finishing seasons and going plus some. That's so, longevity in a pad. That's a good job. Yeah. yeah. I've, yeah. I've gone two seasons on my brake setup, like, yeah, without issues. Wow. Yeah. It's a, we've actually worked and developed some, like, you know, big brake systems for, like, some of the Nissans. It's just that the pad program that we have has actually, like, made it so, like, we don't need, like, bigger calipers. Like a lot of times, like you guys are rolling uh, like a higher, uh, like, like we would say, like back in the power stop days, you roll the blacks and then you just puff them yeah. off at the end of the day. But uh, oh man, stuff, yeah, it's it's a whole different world. Like literally, it's a whole different world. I haven't messed with any of the endless stuff, but I've always mm -hmm. been curious about. It. I heard it was like yeah. Endless. So and <laughs> like just a quick history with endless is like they are one of the most winningest friction companies in the world. It's just that their presence really isn't in the U.S. Like most of the cars that are doing like, you know, 24 hours of Le Mans, like they're literally running endless pads. They're one of the few companies to do like 24 hours, one pad, one rotor. I think Doherty has a really good story because he only knew endless like as an enthusiast company. So when he started driving with Nissan and they're pushing out carts of endless pads, he's all like, hey, endless. He's all like, aren't those like tuner pads? And the guy was just looked at him like, what? are you what are you talking about so yeah <laughs> pretty good right. they're, they're also an f1 so like yeah. yeah they are a pretty big company and, and yeah. all right so, supporter of the ask, series. so where does a yeah. guy good get point. endless pads from these days um john we, i was yeah. gonna say i was like i feel like john was like setting himself up to push yeah. it. but I, but yeah. i will say though i i've heard that as well like like no bs aside i've heard that it's a pretty significant pad so it's it's a pretty crazy brand so once you actually get to know it it's hard to look away you'll see like almost every wrc car like running endless pads it's just that no one gets a discount no one gets a sponsor because they're that good but if you start digging through like most of like you know race calipers you'll see like this blue brake pad and that's an endless okay <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um a few more questions that's here good. now uh you know i'll just mention here uh Warren, who uh, he, he's an avid racer, said brakes are worth one thousand horsepower. It's like, all right, well, but but I will brakes will keep you on track. Yeah, brakes will <laughs> yeah. keep you on track. You know, we'll gotta go from there. So, um, a few more things, um, and we'll we'll sidestep here a little bit. Uh, Ali uh, Faletto um, is on with us, and he said, uh, here with uh, front wheel drive SR twenty, it's stock boosted. I am learning. I am leaning towards uh, class four rules, but it's boosted. Um, would I get ruled out for it being boosted? Uh, me and my car aren't very fast. So uh, I'll, I'll take this one. Um, yeah, anything boosted automatically takes out of uh, class four just because class four is NA, all NA. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and those NA guys are like 120 horsepower. Uh, or if you're Z32, it's like 180 horsepower with a 3,400 pound car. Yeah. So uh, anything boosted is automatically class three where you're running with like the NA, the like the VQ guys, the NAVQ guys, um, mostly because the potential of that turbo setup is competitive with everything else that's in that class. So uh, we always set our rules for the car, not the driver, so that hopefully the driver can progress and become faster and be more competitive within that class. Oh, 
Okay. Right. Yeah, so all our rules are always based around the car, not the driver, because that way it allows the driver to grow within that class and you know come up to speed with everyone else. So yeah. it's always our intention for anyone new um, to just come out, drive, uh, see where they're lacking, if they're lacking in anything, and see where they can improve and, you know, slowly make your way up to be competitive with everyone else. You know, we, we definitely do everything we can to make sure that all the drivers progress and learn and become faster. You know, as long as you're faster by the end of the day, we've done our job. Yeah, that's yeah. it, a pretty fair. I think it's a pretty good thing to note for anybody who's new is that it's not a, an overnight success. This is where yeah. Yeah, you're going to put some time in and it's going to take you'll see progress. But to be at your pinnacle, it's going to take, I would imagine, you know, even years to, to really it's an ongoing quest. I imagine yeah. to keep going. There's, yeah. there's there's no limits. You can just keep on going at the, with the more dedication yeah. and money. As much as we are like a comp, as much as we are like a competitive series, like yeah. it's definitely like John said earlier, like a racing school, <laughs> you know, you, you come to improve. That is our, our, our bread and butter, our core, you know, driver improvement. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so one big thing I always tell like new drivers that are coming out is like, you know, like don't try to come out and like, you know, try to impress everyone being the fastest or like, you know, just like hoping you're like automatically like, you know, top dog. Like that might've happened like in the beginning of the racing series where, you know, a lot of us were just fresh and you kind of like pop in and like, you know, be really good. The big thing that like most of us are looking for is like, even like all the experienced drivers, like we're just happy to have new people out. Literally like we see a new face, like we're excited. Like we don't care like how slow you are, how fast you are. It just matters that, like, you know, you're out with us and, like, you know, we're all having fun. Okay. Um, I would take a few more questions and we're going to uh, come up on the two-hour mark uh, like we <laughs> normally do. Um, but I wanted to give uh, – Jimmy Boost wanted to give you guys a shout-out. Say, hey, I know those guys. Oh. And uh, it looks like he's saying a, a big thank you to everything that you do. So um, thanks, uh, Jimmy, for the uh, for the kudos. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, a few more you more even this yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see if he if he commits to putting on a post on it. Say he's going to uh, go for the upcoming seasons. Um, Justin Eastman said, um, "Approximately, how large are your run groups?" So on a busy day, twenty to twenty-five uh, cars on track. Um, but lately, that hasn't been the issue. Normally, it's like anywhere from ten to fifteen. Uh, since we've seen a lot of like a massive drop in like driver participation across the board um at least like per event um and the tracks are pretty big like most uh most of the bigger tracks are about two miles long um so there's a decent amount of gap and uh what a lot of the what what speed venture does our host does is they they actually pre-grid everyone by time so uh after your first run session after you've set like a time your next session out they will put they'll order everyone by their time so all the faster guys will always be up front mm. and uh you know, all the slower guys will be kind of out of their way. Okay. And that really does help in, you know, track, uh, track traffic and trying to get her on the track without like too much issue. Okay. I wanted to give a, uh, and then the last one here, well, it's not necessarily a question, but it looked like Charles Park uh, with Power Tricks actually <laughs> in here. Um, he said, seat time is definitely the focus. Driving experience is the key. Driver mod first. And, you know, I, I, I see Charles's Parks. Charles's updates all the time. 
um, through he's Facebook. A for you guys, right? He's a regular yeah. for the event. But I also love his pictures. He always does a great job with, uh, with doing the event justice and, uh, and posting stuff up. And, uh, and yeah, yeah. Like he's, a, he's a big hero for the event for you guys. Yeah, he's a big supporter. You know, he's, we've known him for many years, so he's definitely a big supporter, and we definitely, you know, enjoy having him out. He's been using the series as a as a proving ground for all his parts, so it's been like mutual benefit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Charles, yeah. good peeps. So yeah, I'm glad he got to be on with us here tonight. Um, with that, we'll go ahead and wrap up. I don't see any other questions. I think we'll just kind of move on with that uh, and, and go on from there. But I wanted to ask you guys: Did you want to give a shout out to any of uh, any of uh, any teams or any sponsors at this time? Uh, yeah, yeah, we we ended up like coming up with a pretty good list of people that we really, really do want to like uh, recognize who've supported us throughout the years, who've been go there for the start. Um, so most of the companies, uh, Endless, of course, uh, they've been a big supporter of the series since the start. Uh, SBO Parts, Race Technologies, uh, .net. Um Charles Park at Powertrix as well. He's been like a massive supporter in these past few years. Uh, Falka, he's done a lot of uh, Mario. He's done a lot of uh, media and uh, support for us as well. Um, all the drivers, like, uh, you know, the series wouldn't be anything without the drivers. They've helped. They, they're literally the guys that felt like fed new drivers to us. So without them, our series would not have grown the way it has. Um, and obviously a lot of guys from the beginning, Stephen Doherty, he's been a massive catalyst as well with like opening everyone's eyes to self-improvement more so than buying parts. Um, some of the guys in the beginning, uh, Mike True at True Performance, uh, who worked with John in initially starting the series. Uh, Greg Seaman, uh, he definitely put in a lot of work and time early in the series too with uh, John and Mike to help grow and nourish and, you know, set the first step, do the first set of rules that we had for the series as well. Um, Jesse, uh, all the pictures you see Charles post is Jesse at SoCal Motorsports yeah. West. He's like one of the few printed magazines that he, you know he's he's he self prints. He's been doing a lot of uh, work for us in like all the pictures. Most of the pictures that you guys were posting on your slide your slideshow were his pictures. He's a great photographer. He's he's been putting in a lot of work and trying to like uh, spread the word about our series as well. Those are, those are uh, great shots, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I love them. Um, some of our longest competitors, uh, Nazar and Malko, they've you know been supporting us since like the beginning of time of Nissan Challenge. Yeah. So and they've been uh, definitely one of our uh, like our part of our core driver uh, group, and always willing to spread the word about us. So we definitely mm -hmm. want to uh, recognize them. And uh, Jeff Willis now, who uh, has been working with us and trying to get our word out uh, with Z Club of America and helping us uh, have that relationship now with. Uh, NASA Northeast to try and uh, get our rule book and our our setup out in the East Coast for those guys to run now. Yeah. So that, that's that's pretty much the gist so of it. So you are a guy. You guys are the future is potentially the East Coast series. Man, you guys are not sleeping, and you're just going to be running all over the country. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you got some big plans in the future. So yeah, we we're trying. We definitely uh, it's it's gone to the point where like we've crawled out of this hole that was COVID and uh, <laughs> you know, trying to gain traction again, because definitely uh, COVID did take a big hit across the board to anything driving related yeah. <clears throat> with like tracks getting shut down and all that for like a good while. Um, and obviously money becoming a little bit more of a commodity for racing than anything else. So um, we're definitely working towards trying to, gain back that traction and build up back from from that and you know trying to make this a better experience for all their drivers having 
more drivers come out and support us and us support them on track as well. Yeah. Oh, one more shout out to Brian Hendricks. He was one of like the core guys back in the days, like, you know, awesome guy. Definitely was like, you know, mentor to a lot of us as well. Like the younger drivers. Yeah. 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 That's, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, that's, that's great, man. I appreciate you. you know, we definitely wanted to give you a chance to, I know there's a lot of people. It takes, it takes a village to, to get these types of, uh, events yeah. and and to, to, to go to raise go an around. event child yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh, honestly you guys have done some great stuff with the brand and uh, you know we want to also you. give you guys some kudos not just yes you gave us yes, free yes. T-shirts, but yeah. but uh in all sincerity we love what you're doing with the brand mm-hmm. and we said this early on we're just i don't even care if we ever know these guys we're just going to commit to supporting them because you're just having such a great time and yeah. um it's all it, it, what you were doing was already encompassing the Nissan community in your area. And we thought you were doing a great job with it, which is why we initially supported you. And then we've grown to be friends and, and here we are. We'll yeah. continue to support you as you go through your growth and, and uh, prosperity. So, yeah. That's uh, much appreciated. Definitely. Uh, definitely appreciate the coverage and all that, you know, to help kind of get us out to, other people that you know may not know oh, about you're it. Be back. Don't think you're just yeah. like a one and done. Oh, no, we're yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. we're we're definitely open to coming back. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I usually uh, watch your watch your shows live anyway. So, <laughs> uh, oh man, that's awesome, man. Thank, thanks for that, man. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, Cheers we'll, to a bright future together. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. By the way, did you guys notice that uh, you're in the background here? Miles did some <laughs> some face app work. He's a he's a whiz with the Photoshop. There, I took yeah. some vintage Hot Wheel photos of the two of you, and I just kind of made nice. that happen. So uh, he's he's got pictures of you because he's a stalker. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna need to make the the profile private for a bit. Yeah, you oh, yeah. you gonna have to lay low for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go into private chat. <laughs> right, right. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, just yes. a recap for everybody um, for this year, uh, Mike. Go ahead. Yeah, let's go for it. Uh, we definitely wanted to just recap, kind of come full circle uh, with with, uh, with with you guys, of course. And uh, for those that are still with us, which is a really good amount. Thanks, guys, for still for hanging with well, us, we, man. We We're party doing really hard. Good. We party pretty we party hard. hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the 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 Nissan Challenge 2023 season it begins on Saturday, uh, the weekend of February 11th. At Willow Springs International Raceway uh, Streets, uh, according to the website here, uh, there is a total of eight rounds planned so far for this year. That's the great thing about California weather, I assume, because you pretty much have the whole year at your disposal, which is a, pretty much. a beautiful thing. We try to avoid the summer, but yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the peak, the, the, the blistering 95 degrees. No, I'm just trying to... We got like... 110, 120 track temps. Oh, especially out in the the desert area. That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. 100 days of 100, bro. So, yeah. Uh, I want to put a a call to action for for anybody who's interested uh, after listening to this this, uh, chat that we've had with you guys. uh, We want to encourage for anybody who's interested to to reach out uh, to to John and to Edgar uh, with Nissan Challenge. Uh, I am assuming there's still time to register. Uh, for yeah, Canada you can register February. up until the morning of. Morning yes. of. Is there a particular site? Do you want to direct them to a particular site? That... Uh, speedventures.com. They're our host. They handle all registration, all the fees and all that. So, uh, yeah, they that'd be the place to go to for any kind of registration. Um, if they want to kind of talk to us, um, we do have our, our driver's lounge on Facebook. Uh, 
it'd be the Nissan Challenge Series uh, Drivers Lounge. Uh, it's a big group. All the drivers kind of interact with each other, uh, share tips, uh, sell things if needed, uh, anything to help kind of support each other. Uh, mm -hmm. Any questions that anyone has, you know, I'll answer, John will answer. So we'll, we're definitely always open to communication. Yeah. Um, anyone can just directly message me as well. Uh, if they have any questions with regards to like modifying or whatever. And a call to action on that. I mean, definitely everybody that's listening to the show, um, we want you to go to the Facebook, uh, the Nissan Challenge Series Facebook page and get on there, like it, you know, just that's all you got to do. Continue to support it and share it, you know, get out there on your forums or your groups or your, your private Facebook groups, which there are vast and plentiful. Um, get out there and share it. Let, let's try to get the name out there for the event and make sure that you're doing your part to kind of push that in the Nissan communities and get the knowledge out there and get that brand out there for them. Cause that, that's what we need to do for these type of events. If you want to see these kind of things in your area, it all kind of starts with that. So just make sure you're continuing to support um, that event by going on that page and sharing and liking that. So yeah, yeah. That's my call uh, to action. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah. Go ahead. Like any, any questions like anyone has to like, feel free to, like, you know, talk shop with me and Edgar, like anything technical, like, you know, I like to talk about cars and mods and like, you know, kind of things in the works, like, you know, kind of like developing stuff just to make like uh, the cars faster. So definitely that's kind of like my strong point there. Nice. Awesome. Okay. So if anybody has any speed questions, like or modification questions, definitely hit yeah. you up. Okay. Yeah. What I'll do here too is that I'll get all of the content, all of the ways which people can contact you, and I'm going to put them in the show notes. So for anybody who's interested, check out the show notes, and we'll go have those uh, contacts or, or links to to, to find uh, John and, and Edgar. Um, it, Instagram? Do y'all do Instagram at all? Or yeah, we have an Instagram. Uh, Nissan Challenge. Do you? Okay, cool. Yeah. I'll, you know, the, hashtag Nissan Challenge. Is that right? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, got, we okay. don't have anything uh, too, too out there. We, we okay. were able to grab that name, <laughs> Nissan Challenge. <laughs> no, no underscores, no dashes, no nothing. He stole it straight, yeah. straight out of it, man. You got lucky. Yeah, yeah. 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 hopefully yeah. Nissan doesn't come after us. They'll <laughs> <laughs> go after us before they go after you. Trust me. So, a cease and desist. We'll let you know it's coming. So don't worry yeah. about it. Uh, well, we want to say thanks, guys, for, for joining us, making the time. Uh, I, I, I really, really enjoyed, honestly, this week. I mean, just the, the, the number of times that we were able to, to get together, man. This has been a lot of fun. I feel like I, it's been really easy to talk to you guys, man. I, again, it, it makes it so easy just talking cars the way we have, you know. Yeah, we've been having yeah. fun prepping everything. It's awesome. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, clothes, shirts. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Got it. Now, so are you guys, so I, I'm just going to say that, by the way, this is a fabulous mm -hmm. fitting shirt. And I just don't yeah. say that just to say it, but it's actually mm -hmm. like you guys did a good, good shirt vendor because normally like, it's not itchy or anything, but can yeah. people pick up uh, any of this, uh, any of this merch, like uh, through a vendor of any sort, like stickers or, or shirts right now or? So we do have shirts. We do have hoodies. Uh, shirts are like 25 each. Okay. And uh, hoodies are 45 each. So they just got to contact us and we'll get it out for them. Nice. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Just contact you guys directly. You can make that happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or just we'll make, in the group as well. We'll try to work to make everything easier to like, you know, access like information, you know, media, etc. So that's the goal. Because you're, you're there, man. You're at that level. You're, you're, oh, yeah. man. You're yeah. Going, so... <laughs> With just a couple friends rip racing at the track and like here we are. 
don't let it go to your head. Don't, I, you know, you can't be all, can't, yeah. don't get all fancy on us later. Yeah, don't get all Kardashian <laughs> on us later. On, right? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. I wouldn't think so. But uh, yeah, again, thank you guys for coming on. Uh, we, again, we cannot uh, mention enough how thankful we're for having you guys on. And again, uh, for anybody listening, just make sure you continue to support these guys. Um, these are the heart of our community. These are grassroots guys. This is exactly what we need to kind of uh, continue that. On. Let's wish them the best of success. And uh, again, yes. thank you for coming on with us tonight. So. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Uh, gonna, thank you. Thank you for having us on. To the green yeah. room until after the show. So get in there. So, enjoy some virtual water and virtual snacks. <laughs> sit, sit tight, man. Yeah, uh, yeah we're going to sure. wrap up here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so again, guys, um, I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, this interview that we've had, this chat that we've had. Uh, we definitely look forward to doing more of them uh, with John and with Edgar, and also covering the Nissan Challenge uh, throughout this year and upcoming years as well, man. This is. Um, I wish I lived closer, man. I mean, maybe, like I said, just... Nah, we, we'll, <laughs> well, we got to make it to one at least, so... Uh, well, we'll, we'll be out there support these guys. this summer, man. We're going to be out there uh, at least to meet them in person. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm driving my Z out there. I'm, I'm reluctant to get it on the track just because I have to drive it back. But maybe I will. I don't know. <laughs> you, well, you could just break it halfway and leave it at my house in New Mexico. So we'll just leave it. We'll go That's true. Yeah, you're halfway between San Antonio and... Uh, and yeah, California it's only 13 now. hours. Like, I'm oh, literally yeah. the halfway point. So just dump it there and we'll call it a day. So. Right, right, right. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, but again, uh, everybody that's been on with us tonight, it's been a doozy. It's been a long one. But again, thank you for hanging in there. And uh, thank you for continuing to uh, support the series. Um, support um, the podcast as always. The podcast, yeah. The podcast, yeah. Thank you. Uh, continue to like, follow, and subscribe us. Mike, give the deets. Let's go for it, guys. Uh, now, we are on all, all major, most major social media platforms, uh, primarily uh, uh, Facebook. Uh, you can type in uh, Nissan Nerd. Uh, you'll find us also through Instagram, uh, hashtag Nissan Nerd. Uh, you should find our page. Please go ahead and add yourself to us. Uh, follow. And uh, we've got some uh, content and news that, that comes out pretty uh, routinely. Uh, and then you'll also find us uh, when to find the next show. And we typically do these shows about every two weeks. So we have another one planned here uh, probably for two weeks from now, honestly, typically on Thursdays. And then for the audio version, we will uh, re drop this uh, at that point. It's pre-recorded uh, the following Monday. And you can find us on all major uh, uh, podcast networks, audio podcast networks, uh, you know, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Google Podcasts. Uh, shoot, we're on Pandora, man. We're on Pandora. And, Is anybody uh, on Pandora uh, still? Well, yeah, I use Pandora uh, in the garage anyway, but they do podcasts through Pandora. That's kind of... Uh, wow, look they at offered us it. moving up in the world. I, I signed up, man. It works Ooh, out, man. It really Gucci. does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, again, thank you to everybody. Uh, you can continue to check us uh, at... Um, Message us at uh, info at nissannerd.com if you have anything that's urgent or if there's something that we need to know what's happening in your neck of the woods, whether it is here stateside. Also, we try to get information from everything that's happening across the pond in any direction. So if you've got Every something direction, that's happening yes. 
all the way in Australia. We definitely want to know what's going on in the UK. Don't forget, we don't forget about you guys over there. Um, if you got a Nissan thing happening in your world, let us know. We will definitely try to bring light to it and uh, make sure that we're sponsoring it. No questions asked. That's what we're here for. We are just a community to support you, support the brand. So again, thank you for being along with us here tonight. Mike, you know, as always, thanks. Uh, thanks for being such a good friend, man. I don't. Yeah, same uh, here, man. I, I really appreciate. It. I'm glad we had a good time uh, going through downtown, and uh, obviously the the engine pool, man. It uh, it's always a lot of fun me, doing. You're that. just thanking me for free labor. That's all that is. So. Hey, we're not done yet either. So keep that in mind. <laughs> I expect another thirty work hours from out of you. So, yeah, but again, yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you for everybody. One last compile for the road. Whatever you drink, us, whatever guys, you got left. Yes, let's close this one off. Compile, guys. Uh, all right. Mm. Until then, you know, guys, get in the garage and do something with yourself. You know, <laughs> I like you better when you're in the garage. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> let's roll that footage, man. Here, here we go. Honestly, like it, it takes a lot to hang with a podcast for two hours. That was fun, though. That was fun. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Do more know. to get used to it. <laughs> it's fun, though. And that's the thing. It's it's it, yeah. it's so easy to get lost, and and that's the good yeah. part. That's the beauty of it is that we can go yeah. down every every rabbit hole or or spider web, however you wanted to talk about it. Yeah. Just that it's. It's just a lot of fun, man. Um, someone, someone says you're getting into Joe Rogan territory because this this podcast are like three hours long. We're like, ah, I don't know, I, I don't know if we want to go. It's the Lord of the Rings episode. Yeah. Lord. <laughs> so, to be honest, we could just keep going. That's funny. Oh, That's dude, true. this is yeah. the, this is the dork part. This is like my best part because we just start talking. It's like, dude, you yeah. mentioned that, yeah, dude. Okay, Leaf, yeah. what would you now, drop now, a Leaf into? A Leaf engine, do it. What, what's up? Would you a leaf do engine? SR? Yeah, yeah. an S chassis. Like drop a leaf electric motor into a car. So don't, if you had to get don't, creative. Don't do it. If got, I have to get, get yeah, you know, you I always, to. I've always kind of like imagined like crate swap, like electric, like on a two forty. Okay, all right. It all would right. be cool. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it's you know, and, and I, I always believe that there would still be an option for for gasoline and, and I, internal combustion engines it might be more expensive in the future yeah. but i still think it's going to be on tap but to make a kit where you could still just drive that classic looking 240 uh yeah. with with ev powered to me that I, I i feel like there's a real potential in that uh, I mean, ev is the future of racing yeah it, yeah. We have a lot of local tracks installing superchargers as a priority now yeah. like seca has a bunch of superchargers um, oh. Button Willow at their second track, they've installed a bunch of Tesla superchargers as well. Because yeah. the Tesla racing scene is pretty big. Mm -hmm. Superchargers, yeah. you mean like the EV chargers, right? Yeah, correct. So yeah, I, I yeah. actually worked with the Tesla Model Threes like when they first started on track. It was actually like a handful of our GTR guys drive jumping over into like you know Teslas, like their their wide Teslas, uh, oh. and so it was. It was pretty crazy. Like we started from like stock Teslas to getting companies to like make stuff for it, yeah. and surprisingly, those cars are are fast. And I I felt kind of weird because I was on track and 
you know, I jump into the car and then like the moment we like start running off, like I'm yelling. And then I realize it's dead quiet. It's yeah, like just quiet. Yeah, and like, yelling. There's no and engine growl. Yeah. Over the whole thing. So I'm just sitting there. I'm like, all right, you know, let's, let's go through this and that. But dude, those cars surprisingly, like I thought it'd be like, you know, a big boat, like a model three would be a boat, but it's actually really capable. Well, I mean, you think about it, like yeah. if you could get a, a light ass chassis, you yeah. know, something and just, and then cut a little of the weight out of it that's already there. I mean, you yeah. get a power plant that's coming out. I mean, the yeah. leaf engines are what everybody's kind of stealing right now. Mm-hmm. And if you can get your hands on the Tesla engines, but, um, yeah. you know, you're seeing them come through with LKQ assemblies, like LKQ sells all the used engines. Yeah. They're yeah. Cute. Like, it's crazy. It's like, it just blows yeah. me away. I'm uh, I'm really curious like how Nissan's gonna handle like the whole electric. Dude, they're killing I'm telling you, that's where yeah. they're dumping all their coins right now. Like, okay, so they're really going yeah, for it. You know, well it's yeah. billions. You know, they're they're yeah. dropping some change into it. And and yeah. uh, they're you know, other manufacturers like we're not making any development yeah. for the future, like with yeah. anything a yeah. combustion engine. It's all mm-hmm. EV. But Nissan's like, well, hold up, hold my beer, and we're mm-hmm. going to try something. So I really think, like, mm-hmm. this could be the, you know, it's crazy. It's like, you, you never, uh, one quote I always like is, you never, kn- if you knew you were making history at the time, you paid more mm-hmm. attention. But yeah. like, like now, yeah. it's like we're we're at the, the, the spearhead of everything that's EV. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. our kids are going to be laughing at us, like, you know, you, uh, you, you use know, the liquid old combustion. <laughs> and now they're, yeah. they're going to be, yeah. bl- I guarantee that I think, window from them blowing our doors off mm-hmm. is going to be so like two years, three years. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're just like, Jesus Christ, these cars are killing it. Like, yeah. I think so- the greatest thing Nissan could have done is like the IDX concept Dude, in electric. Every time we have the yes. same battle. <clears throat> a guy named Malcolm Beasley designed that car. We have him on Facebook. I've been meaning to get him on. He's like lives yeah. in the Netherlands. Super nice dude. dude. But he was like, he was like, it's the greatest, amazing car I ever designed. And it, we never. Yeah, that was that was a heartbreaker. Dude. Yeah, so, so the cool thing about that car is uh we had this like like cars and coffee thing back in, back then in Irvine and yeah. Nissan brought both they versions. Bring, I remember that. that. The gold one yeah. or, the, or the both. Or the, there was the a library. Library. They, both yeah. they had both out running. They brought them out of the trailers. We got to see them in person running and everything. Yeah. So it, like we saw them in person and it's like they had shirts out full promo. Yeah. Go follow us on Instagram and you get the yeah. free shirt. I still have that shirt. And yeah. like from there, months. they went to the Peterson Car Museum to show off the cars, and then it just died. And I was it's like, for it. I was like, I, I I made no commitment to buy anything new because I was waiting for that car to buy it. And then now <laughs> Peugeot has a version of it. Have you no, seen the Peugeot it, version of it? Was it no. like Hyundai or something that just dropped it? Uh, Peugeot was it? I thought it was like Hyundai. Yeah. yeah. No. So if you look up like one of the Peugeot EVs, uh-huh. it looks eerily similar to the idx and i feel like they sold the design to Peugeot. because if you look at the you look at that car it's like that that's the idx what they're doing over there it should have been nissan he'll comment like occasionally like somebody will talk about the idx being like the greatest the tag is the greatest car that was never made yeah it was just like uh and they kind of brought it up and uh and i i message him once in a while and he's like yep because it just it's a it's a constant reminder. Like every month, somebody sends him something. And he's just like, I know, dude. Like it would have been a RC Leaf too. Like I was like, man, that thing's awesome. Like, yeah, no, RC is coming out. No, yeah. But you know what's crazy is like, so Nissan has that like history of just like 
we don't want to do full commitment to something if it falls in its face. Yeah. Datsun, I mean, that's where it kind of all. Yeah, it was an like we talked about this yeah. EV Roadster mm-hmm. that's coming out, and yeah. you know, there's no committal to it whatsoever, yeah. and they don't want to brand it underneath a Z or an S chassis. We thought yeah. it was going to be Sylvia, you know, because originally yeah. I thought it was going to be like they're going to take the Sylvia name and throw an EV to it, and that's the rumors that we were hearing. Or yeah. I told I, you know everybody that I can mention like at Nissan when we get in front of them, I was like, go back to making like a hard body. And just make it EV, like something small. It doesn't, you know. Oh, like, yeah, dude, that like, would be crazy. It, a light body chat, like a, yeah. a, you know, not a midsize truck. Screw the midsize. It's already a saturated market. Go mini truck. Go small truck, you know, and then really? kill it with an EV that just has the torque and the power. You don't not, You don't need crazy power. You don't need crazy torque. It's all just to haul around fridges and right. yeah. know, just like yeah. all your friends' furniture. Lawn, yeah. Lawnmowers. Lawnmowers. Yeah. Stuff like or, that, yeah. Yeah. Engine. Like, yeah. That, yeah. Oh, engines, yeah. So, exactly. like, dude, that'd be like the the BL. I'd probably grab one of those, you know? Yeah. yeah. Know, yeah. We have a bike. Yeah, the big now. Yeah. Dude, the Ranger. Have you seen the Ranger? It's like his Yeah, the Ranger is what the F-150 like, was. And yeah. the Ranger is a small truck. Yeah. I had a yeah. Ranger. It was like yeah. small. I you could barely make out with anybody in that car. So it was just <laughs> <laughs> but, you gotta fight the stick shift. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, they had to they had to take their twenty percent, right? So yeah. it was like a make out session. So, You'd be scared if you're the guy in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you remember those days when it would be like three of you in a bucket? Yeah. It'd be like yes. that one guy who was just gonna be like, just don't hit my just don't hit my junk. Man. Like, you know, the, the funny the funny thing about doing that when you had when you had that single cab and that one bench, it was always yeah. a running joke because you have three dudes, you know, so close. Yeah. The running joke that or prank that I, my friends would do is that the guy that was in the far passenger seat, he, at every stop sign, he would like bend over as much as he could to where it just looked like two dudes sitting so close together. Oh, man. They're like, dude, dude, this ain't funny, man. Get up, get up. You know? Like slapping him, slapping his head like down there. And it's like, oh, my, those guys are kinky. <laughs> Awesome to it. Yeah. Uh, we, we're still live here a little yes. bit. Yes. Uh, uh, ben did the last thing. We'll let him go. But Ben actually chimed in. He said, You should have seen the 620 EV conversion at the Nissan booth, which is what we talked about. I mean, that's actually, it's, and I'll, I'll change it. It's actually at my back and keep it because I'm actually so impressed oh. with it. It's actually one of my favorites. But they did a little sunny. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. That's cool. That's, that's yeah, awesome. like Toyota did the same thing with the Corolla with the old eight six. They did a hy- yeah. uh, hydrogen and an EV, and like that's cool. Dude, what yeah, else yeah. did you see at uh, at Salon that just kind of blew your socks off? I didn't, uh, you saw like every Z variation from Amuse to to wherever. But I think probably how much support the new Z already has. Wow. Yeah. Really? Okay. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah. every every like major brand had a built Z already. So yeah. it's like, oh yeah, at, at, oh no, yeah, Greddy, HKS, Cusco, all those it, guys. It didn't stop. Yeah. Like every like mm-hmm. hyper rev reference that I've ever looked at, I'm like, holy crap, yeah. those guys came out of the woodwork. Central yeah. Twenty, like, yeah, we'll do it. Like, holy crap, I'm like, so so the, so the way the eight six kind of hit the market and like the public hard at Tokyo Auto Salon was the same way with the Z. The Z was definitely the it card this year. Yeah, they already have that refresh already for the front end. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, oh. yes, uh, yeah. yeah. The, 
like shoot, there's only 200 in the states, and they're already doing a refresh. I'm like Jesus, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, the right. bumper. Yeah. yeah, it's old. We need to refresh that bumper. It's like we don't even have like yeah. what a thousand of them on the market yet, or whatever it is. So it's yeah. I, I think with the new Z, I was initially concerned about like heat because, like you know, with the 370s, like you know, needing oil coolers right off the bat. Yeah. But kind of apparently that car will run cooler than most of our Z's. Yeah, we That's had uh, one of our one of our drivers actually went on a cruise with like one of the local groups and they Nissan gave him the keys, not not our friend, but like the guy that was running the cruise. They gave him the keys to a, a new Z and all stock and running hard like through their cruise and it was running cooler than our buddy's race car. Whoa. <clears throat> yeah, What's just because the cooling up front is set up to where it yeah. ducks properly and it actually runs like not hot like the way an NAZ would. I'll tell you a funny story. Well, we uh, um, so Steve Millen came out for one of our events like a long uh, Z convention a long time ago. When we had in San Antonio, and at that time the roads the 370Z Roadster uh, the 370L in general was just fairly new, and um, you know I was one of the people that was kind of just making sure that the track was kind of going where it needs to be. Everybody was he's an organizer for the event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah whatever, right? So, um, and, but uh, Steve Millen was like also kind of one of my charges like i just had to make sure he was happy with everything and at that year he brought out his gtr and nissan brought out the 370 roadster and uh and it came out and steve had just showed up and we just kind of like he was like what are you doing i was like ah, whatever and he goes he goes if you want to pack out the gtr take some runs out have some fun by yourself and he's like ah, i will in a minute he goes is that the new roadster over there and he's like yeah 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 and he goes oh i haven't seen it yet and uh or he goes i haven't seen it you know like in that trim and i was like all right well, i was like well here are the keys the nissan guy left them with me and he's like oh okay he's like let me grab my helmet and i'm like oh, i don't think that's what i meant and then all of a sudden he grabs the keys and he's like he just slaps on his like kiwi helmet and the dude's gone he's on the track and he's racing and a nissan executive runs out like uh, like one of the big wigs runs out behind me and he's like no 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 don't let him on the track there's no oil cooler on that on that car is like it goes the worst thing Instant that ice. yeah but it didn't it wasn't as bad as it thought you know because they were yeah. so scared of anything happening but yeah. it, you know when you talk about like doherty running like at the track it yeah. was crickets bro like it was like there was like 150 people just like standing on a mound and yeah. nobody was talking and it was just it was just steve ripping yeah. through this like this track that was out there it was like the coolest yeah. thing ever like everybody just shut up and uh yeah. to watch a guy like that you know a yeah. legend drive and it was like yeah. pretty funny you know honestly like one of the biggest treats is like you know being able to ride along with like a pro yeah like it's just crazy because you're like Whoa! You, how smooth you know? they are, and like still, yeah. you know, Steve Millen. You watch him, like even riding in that 370, and I, I got to ride in the GTR that he has for for tarm uh, for time attack, and yeah. just you watch, and it's like he rides it so smooth. You're like, you feel like you're just on a recliner, like just like hanging with him, and it's just like they they like the foot pedal work is just like smooth and consistent yeah. and like and just yeah. that's it he's not jamming it in yeah. it's just not dude. like they're yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that too because earlier you were talking about that and I had such a good analogy but it it, it would have completely disrupted the chat you know so I'll say it now man you're talking about professional or or just better drivers in general mm -hmm. driving your car to me yeah. it felt like you know 
if if you're a musician at all, I say you're a guitarist and you have a guitar yeah. and you take it into the guitar shop. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to get it repaired, and the the guy behind the counter, you know, the, you always know that musician Ripping, guitar yeah. guy behind the counter. He just shreds on your guitar, and you're like, "Damn, I didn't even know my guitar could do that." You know, how do I how do I do that? Yeah. I was gonna come yeah. up with another yeah. analogy and like. <laughs> Porn start taking your wife and oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're oh like, man. damn! I didn't know that could happen, but uh, yeah, yeah leave it at that. So yeah, yeah. It, you know when uh, when Doherty started hitting the berms like at Chuck Walla, I was like, holy shit, it's a real thing. And he's well, like, yeah, bro, you just gotta ride these berms, hook it on the inside, and like you know, you just like shoot yourself out of these. Like I was like, what the fuck? That's, crazy. <laughs> That's, like, That's a real thing. He's all, but you have to know which ones, like you know, which ones to hit, or like you know, if you're like, if you missed it, you're like, you're done. And I was like, damn, this is crazy. Wow, man. Yeah. Whew. Good times. Well, good times. Well, let, let's drop off the chat anyway. Thank yeah. you for anybody that stayed on with us for the parking yeah. lot chat. You, yes. You're more than welcome to yeah. like step this off. Is, this has probably been the longest. Uh, after credits chat so you, you, you this is our record with you guys yeah, you guys, so, yeah, get, yeah, the you you guys get the record for uh, that one so just, yeah, yeah. Nice, yeah. Nice. it just happens so. yeah. Yeah. yeah all right let's all get right, technical guys. sometimes on stuff cool uh, uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Well, for those drop off all those guys come on yeah, yeah. thanks guys again yeah. we'll talk to you guys right. in two weeks uh, we'll go from there right. awesome okay. man well, you guys have on. a good night uh, have a good weekend we'll see you you guys have a see good you one soon, man. thank you all right, all right.